Welcome to Probing Ancient Aliens. Science and sci-fi obsessed nerds, Steve and Joey, are exploring each episode of everyone's favorite show about ancient astronaut theory, as well as the lovable quirky researchers who evangelize it. Today we're probing into Season 12, Episode 1, The Alien Hunters. Oh, catch me, Daddy, catch me, Hunter, which is the show Joey hated. Which Hunters. One? Hunters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't great. Yeah. That's okay. It was wannabe Tarantino. I was gonna, I literally was about to say wannabe Quarantino. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that someone said that, right? Probably. I don't know. Synchronicity. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> Uh, it's yeah. Monday night. It's uh, standard record here. Uh, a little earlier, or shall I just say, the sun's up a little later. I think the too. sun's up a little late because yeah. it's seven. Because we've been getting at yeah. it at six thirty, even at some points here. That's true. Getting deep down, but we needed that span quesadilla just to hold me <laughs> over. Because <laughs> I'm, I've been buying food. I'm just out of like main dish right. type food. I have breakfast stuff, but nothing like real lunch, dinnery kind of go. Main proteins, exactly. Yeah. Now, We've been consuming those. If you want the real main protein, you got to catch it out here fresh, right here from the Atlantic. Yeah. You know, getting a little <laughs> Irish here, but the, that uh, is kind of main, too. Great white. <laughs> <laughs> I am a great white shark. Heart of the Pacific. Yeah. Um, but uh, I actually bought some shrimp yesterday. It's frozen. So gonna oh, be I've been crushing through frozen shrimp. It's going to be my first time cooking with shrimp, but my, mm. my wife, uh, one of her favorite dishes is... Um, a pasta dish, and she loves red sauce and stuff, but she really loves, like, just the garlic, when you get, like, oh, yeah. the garlic, Oil butter, garlic. seafood, yeah. scampi thing with, like, spinach or some sort of right, leafy right. green sautéed in there, so... Um, Going gonna cast try iron it. on it? Um, for, yes, for all the... Everything but the pasta, obviously. You could do the pasta in there if you really want. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, because technically you should boil the pasta. Yes. And then toss the pasta in the skillet. Well, yeah, with, that's what I figured, yeah. Or with, in the bowl. With the but, shrimp and... Well, because then you cook extra and it like chars it up and fries nice the pasta extra bit. Mm-hmm. yeah i'm gonna keep uh, it simple. double check double I, yeah. check no but. i'm gonna keep it simple the first time and just go standard because i was yeah. like i like the ba- i want to establish a base like can i do this or mm-hmm. is this good as a base yeah then i can build on upon yeah. that right because so. especially like the oil pastas like pasta pudinesque and yeah. stuff like that you you always see them like cooking it in a pan yeah just like that that's like, true yeah they, they end up the they usually lift the pan off the fire to not burn the pasta and stuff. And then, yeah, and they're just doing the whole like wok style right. almost where it's just oh. like hot moving because it heats it and mixes it right. and just finishes it Welcome off. to Italy. <laughs> now that... Uh, where people scampi. know what pasta should taste like. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> that scampi is always delicious, though. You just run the butter low or you put a little yeah. oil in there. Yeah, yeah. Put a shit ton of garlic, cut up them cloves, put some garlic yeah. powder. I was just telling my oh, mom last do it night because right. I was talking about how my mom... When we grew up was, you know, this was the 80s and 90s where everything was about food substitutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, low fat, no fat, no oils, no right, no right. butters, just yeah. use margarine, it's better for it. Like, Which all wrong. this stupid, yeah. dumb fucking food science. And uh, just to make things cheaper and sell you more shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, last night, uh, I was talking to her, I was like, uh, you know, I just do this. and Because I was talking about a pasta I was making and the sauce I was making. She's like, oh, I never cooked much with butter in this. And I was like, yeah, like you just have to remember you don't put the butter in at like the beginning of almost anything because it'll just burn. Well, if you do it low enough with the shrimp, you're fine because right. I've done that a bunch. I'm saying yeah. if you're sauteing something for a long time, it has to be really low heat yeah. or else you start getting brown butter yeah, and yeah, that yeah. completely changes the, the molecular structure the of yeah. the butter. Uh, but then there's like baked goods and certain things that add that you like 
Because yeah. everyone's like, oh, getting the perfect brown butter is really difficult or something, too. Yeah, but. yeah. In the, the cast irons, I'll do I'll do butter and then throw the shrimp in. Mm-hmm. And then just, again, throw in Because all it takes is, like, a little sear and saute because the shrimp doesn't take long to cook. Yeah, the shrimp probably take, like, five to ten minutes-ish. Right. Um, um, again, lower heat. So. Right. Now, what about searing the shrimp, though? Super high heat goes... Probably not. Why? People do that on grilled with grilled shrimp. Um, yeah, but I mean, it still all takes the same to cut, to cook, because otherwise you, you, you really run the risk of overcooking it, and then they're rubbery. True, but you can and set the cast those iron aside, too. very hot. No, I know. So, you can set them aside um, and put it back in. Yeah, but it's not really that great. I don't know. Right. Do what you're going to do. I will. I do what I do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but when I do it with the butter and the garlic, it's like, warm that up, throw the shrimp in. Yeah. Again, it takes five, ten minutes. Yeah. Boom, you're done. Boom, I've good. just found more that like yeah, anytime you're because really it's not slow like cooking steak. meat, it just tends to not be good. Uh, no, but the shrimp cook so fast that you can't mm-hmm. just like sear it for like ten seconds on each side. It's mm-hmm. like they've got to just straight up cook. Sit on there. Yeah. All right. Uh, otherwise, you'll <clears throat> either get them too raw, which you don't want raw shrimp. Yeah. Um, or you get them too rubbery. That's why they're like a fine line, which where it's when it's low and slow, like the smoker. Yeah. Fish is actually really good low and slow, but people yeah. like to do it really hot for some reason. Mm-hmm. But you really just have this, like, very thin line of, like, underdone to overdone. Right. Where when it's, when it's lower, it really lets you just get Control that it. in there. And then you want it to soak up that garlic and butter. Like, right, you don't right. want it to just fizzle away. Right. So, again, if you're doing it on skewers over fire, yeah. that's one thing. But if you want it to, like, soak up that butter garlic, let yeah. that butter and garlic marinate for a little bit. Then that shrimp, the longer it's in there, the more it's going to soak it up. Then you okay. throw the pasta in there, toss it all together. Yeah, yeah. Boom, you got a dish. All right. Uh, um, you getting uh, capers going in that too? Uh, not initially, no. Mm. Um, I didn't even think about that. But because yeah, I've well, because I've made because I've made really good sautéed greens with the um, you know, the simmered down garlic and then oil and then uh, I kind of make like a little an onions too. Usually, I'll make a little like volcano. Mm-hmm. Of all that, once it's all kind of brownified, and then I take the stick of butter, so it just kind of slowly incorporates, and then I'll mm. just like throw the greens because those take like two minutes to just right, right, melt right. down just in blanch. it. But, um, but uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. I but like I went, and I got the just the basic frozen whole foods like devein detail because I was like, yeah. I just want to worry about cooking it the first time and see if I can do it, and then yeah. as opposed to fucking being in there and filleting shrimp and all this shit that I'm not ready now, for. Now Costco yet. also also has really good. Uh, frozen shrimp. Yeah, yeah. It has the tail on because sometimes you get them and they sell the claws and shit. But, right, right. Uh, the Costco twenty one twenty or whatever the fuck it is yeah. is is actually really good too. Mm-hmm. I've never understood why restaurants leave the tail on the shrimp when the rest of it is completely off. It's annoying and mm-hmm. it's pointless to me because it, it's now I have to cut, especially on the shrimp scampi pasta. I'm like, right now I got to cut this fucking tail well, off or see, bite I do it the with little separately. Pinch, the pinch and pull. I know, but if you're eating pasta, you don't want to put your no. fucking hands in the fucking pasta. Maybe you do. <laughs> no, it's fucking Maybe stupid. Maybe you're a fucking pasta freak. Yeah. It's uh, dumb. Yeah, no, it's always weird. It's a weird move. But yeah. it, it's kind of like the clams in the show. Like, Maybe it's a sign of like, oh, this is fresh and real and sure. blah, blah, blah. Like, Because you could technically yeah. take the piss clams out of the fucking shell <laughs> and then just uh, toss them in there. But it's always yes. like, oh, the mussels in the clam. It's like... yeah, yeah. It's in there in the shell, so you know where it came from. More fresh piss clams, sir. Yes, please. I'll (laughs) double dose. I've broken the seal. (laughs) Careful now. You don't need no water with piss clams. No, no, no. 
Uh, we've had some old men explode their bladders up in here. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't careful with piss glands. Oh, damn. <laughs> Thick piss. Yeah. Uh, we're going to say something. I was just going to say we got Delta Sequins subbed with Twitch Sub Prime. Whoa. Thank Delta you. Sequins? Delta Sequins. Like shiny, sparkly sequins? Apparently so. Oh. And then we've got Blart <laughs> who said, hola. Oh. Blart 11 was the first one. Nice. And they said they're a virgin. An okay. alien virgin. Oh, oh, there we go. Okay. Uh, and then we've got a lot of talk about tossing salad and seafood nice. salad and such. Uh, it's weird to think Greta is hot, is what Blart11 said. But oh, yeah. technically, it's not even a trans gremlin because right. the gremlins are asexual. Right. It just is now gender Genetically altered to be cisgendered female. Exactly. And Delta um, Sequence says, be proud of that. Now, it looks like, I don't want to call anyone in this household out. Yeah. But it looks like Greta might have taken a tumble down the stairs or something recently. <laughs> was she upset? Was she yeah. upset? Uh, no, that was a while ago, and I've just oh. discovered it because oh. I I looked up the value of Greta because mm-hmm. um, I was like, ah, it's probably because I'm selling a lot of stuff on eBay right yeah. now just because times are tough. things are moving. <laughs> uh, it's rough, you know. Come on, get those patrons out there rocking. Uh, but just people are buying shit, so I'm like, oh, I got a bunch yeah. of dumb stuff. A lot of the conventions I was going to do are canceled anyway, right. so. Uh, looked up Gremlin or Greta, which unfortunately, yeah, she. I think I remember that arm splitting, which uh-huh. it kind of broke, but I don't remember exactly. Was that just from uh, falling? Falling, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> from face fucking. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you were grabbing the arms and fucking, yeah, yanking yeah, down yeah. like pigtails. Yeah, it was rough. Yeah, uh, but that dumb thing, people are selling new in the box, right. so it just came in a dumb cardboard box right. with like a plastic. So liner. no dress, so not like nude in the box. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Not like a dis- it never came in a display case like a real oh, oh, normal okay. package like yeah yeah but basically brand new yeah. so I probably paid like less than two hundred probably like one fifty or seventy or something where'd you get it stupid. again swap me no I got it out at Frankenstein's from a from oh, the NECA oh. lady which oh, is what she goes it. by Nora. Um, <laughs> You said that like exasperated. The NECA uh, lady, Nora. (laughs) Oh, she's legendary in the collector world. Uh, Is she annoying or something? No, 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 no. She's fine. I'm just joking. Uh, I think it's best in in collectibles is her whatever, but she knows the NECA lady because she like knows someone and just deals direct and her whole booth is NECA. So I'd get shit wholesale because we had the shop and she would just whatever. Anyway, so I bought it from her because I didn't feel like paying for all all the shit ordering it direct from NECA. Uh yeah, so it was like one fifty one seventy, and when I bought that, that is another story where she was like running back to her little storage unit at mm-hmm. Frankenstein's, mm. and she went up to like another friend. She's like, "Ooh, he got the girl, he got the girl." Because I was like, <laughs> I went out there to like buy a bunch of shit, and I was like, "Oh, I'll think about it," and came back. I'm like, "Okay, I'll you know I bought cases of stuff." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah I'll take the gremlin too." She's like, "Ooh, he got the girl." So people like within our group always say that. Is this that she was texting? She, someone? No, she was like. Pulling on my friend's like elbow shirt, like ooh, like pinching, <laughs> oh like ooh, got the girl. She's like a classic, like almost gangstery, old school Latina looking oh. type older lady. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but super nice, super yeah, nice. Yeah. And uh, but anyway, so yeah, probably paid less than two hundred. <laughs> and I think those those on eBay are going for like eight hundred to a thousand dollars, even with the battle damage. There? <laughs> no, no, that's what I'm saying. New, oh, new. Okay. so with the battle damage, I don't know, maybe four hundred bucks or something, yeah. probably, but. Uh, can you fix knows? that? Can you shove no, that it's foam, foam back in? You could shove it, but you have to. No, it's unfixable. <laughs> you got to grab her tits and all yeah. that weird stuff. And well, because you'd have to like glue forms. it and paint. Like it's all this kind of shit. Oh, yeah. It's not gonna fall off. <laughs> I don't. A little think, glue, a little face paint. Yeah. <laughs> It'll get her going. So sounds like my perfect Wednesday. Uh, yes, it's quite nice. <laughs> um, that is sad, though. 
Maybe she shouldn't have. She should have listened to you better. Exactly, and she wouldn't have that uh, scar now. Right, so. right, right. Well, Blart bids four hundred. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and well, then Delta Sequence said four hundred one. So now you have to. Yeah, you had to remember the well, value Blart on the money. There we go. The value that the hundreds upon hundreds of listeners mm-hmm. of our show <laughs> yeah. bring to this is a background. This is like a. That's piece. what I'm saying. I'm not giving that. I'm. I'm not right. parting with credit. <laughs> it's at any priceless point. now. Yeah. It's like the Seinfeld episode where. Uh, Kramer finds all of the old Merv Griffin set in the dumpster, and he puts it all in his apartment. Right. <laughs> and everyone that comes over, he tries to like host the show. Exactly. Yeah, so that'll be the staple when someone goes to recreate our show once we're exactly. dead, right. and then Greta's out in there. In 30 years. Yeah. Exactly. We'll be super famous. Uh, yeah. The, but no, uh, it has brought a lot on Twitch. Like, I think some of those, um, which we haven't ha- it was weird, we had a run of them, whereas the raids mm-hmm. were like, mm. someone would be streaming with X hundred people yes. and just dump into our thing. Like, right. Feel like that happened. I a still bunch. see it hasn't happened. I still see in my explore feed on Instagram updates from Nanner Boots sometimes, oh, who's like go. some Canadian Twitch model chick that right. dumped that like dozens couple of people hun- on her. No, no, I think they dumped like a couple hundred. Oh wow, yeah. But there's oh, been no. a few when they by the end that. of the stream, it was like seventy people had yeah, stuck yeah, around. Exactly. So, but they would uh, they would call out like, oh, the Hogan or the mm-hmm. you know Gremlin or whatever dumb. So uh, they will need the Hulk Hogan too. Yes, that is yeah. a staple. Yeah, and Danny Wawas get some uh, <laughs> some sweet hoagie, Hogan's down there. <laughs> yeah, throw a fucking water bottle yeah. at the fucking wall or some shit. Yeah, can I get a half salami Hulkster and a <laughs> <laughs> turkey yeah. provolone Hogan over yeah, there? It'd be nice. Get a fucking manly macho man sandwich or some shit. Manly man macho sandwich. You're kind of lapsing into Lorne Michaels yeah. or some Canadian man. Ooh, this will all be yours, you know. <laughs> Mr. McMahon. McHam. <laughs> Those are ham chicken nuggets are the McHams. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. go. Yep. That's a good, actually a good Those could be good. Ooh, a little like a if you had some Asian place, you have little tonkatsu nuggets, like little pork katsu nuggets. That'd be yeah. fucking delicious. Could mm. be de- Well, we just sort of did with the spam. That's true. <laughs> just um, didn't bread. Though it you did a Mexican fusion, Mexican American fusion with the tortilla yeah, with and the cheddar <laughs> cheese. Yeah. <laughs> no sour cream, thank you. Which I mean, it's a ham and cheese with tortilla right. instead of right, bread, right? Right, right, right. Same uh, shit. Delta sequence. Don't add us, okay? Okay. Piece of shit. <laughs> tortillas are sandwiches. Don't add us. Yeah. <laughs> tortillas are hot dogs. <laughs> Just tortillas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess a, a more hot take would be quesadillas are sandwiches. Are sandwiches, yeah. technically. Yeah. Or quesadillas are hot dogs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Modified hot dog. Yeah. Delta Space asks who would play us in the biopic, which mine would be David Harbour. Apparently. Delta Sequence. Uh, that's the person who. You said Delta Space. No, I don't know if Delta it was a Sequence. Different... You said Delta Space. I didn't know if it was a different person or not. Oh, sorry. I meant Delta Sequence. Yeah. But who would play each of us in biopic? Yeah. So the guy from Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, people say that I sound. My voice sounds like Seth Rogen. But I don't know if he like people, when when we were first on. People were like, "Oh, this guy sounds like Seth Rogen." I'm like, hmm. "Okay." Um, which I, which <laughs> when I first, <laughs> I mean, I guess when I first heard that on the Twitch, Seth. I thought they meant um, Seth Green. Seth. Oh, I remember that. Seth. Time. No, Seth, Seth uh, McFarlane. McFarlane. Yeah, from Family Guy. Yeah. And I was like, well, I guess I'm like, no, I don't really sound like that. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, because you went on a riff yeah. that was like not <laughs> all Seth, Seth McFarlane. <laughs> yeah, Family Guy. You know. You know. Hey, like, Kim Jong Un. Huh? I'm the American Dad. <laughs> everyone loves. Huh? Where's that alien? Kim Jong-un is mine. He's dead now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he drank the bleach. Yeah. There's all these fucking memes of 
Kim Jong-un is on the phone in a room, mm-hmm. and then the, the second part of the meme is it shows Trump on the phone, and right. Kim Jong-un's going, so I just inject it directly into my system, and Trump's going, yeah, that's exactly what you did. <laughs> like, oh, Trump killed yeah. Kim Jong-un. Oh, yeah. It was so. like a deep state kind of kill, actually. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sneak attack. Sneak attack. He fucked him. Um, yeah, we're going to do the... Uh, uh, Excuse me, our our sponsored segment. That's not a real sponsored segment. Hopefully next week, though. Yeah. Um, but uh, Leon Kumo is the Twitch user. I think it's Jesse Leon or something is our newest patron. Yeah. Um, actually, I can look right here. And now the crazy part is, let's see. Let's Who see I called here. the Lemon Man or last time. Yes, because we thought it was less Lemon Party. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jesse Leon. Uh, joined Patreon. Right. I think listened to, I don't know if it was their first, but I think they said it was their first time on Twitch that day. Maybe, yeah. Um, join our Patreon for the at the $5 uh, You're So Coined yeah. uh, tier. The toppy tier. And then literally was on the Twitch that night, and the next morning I get an email saying, Jesse Leon updated their pledge to $25 a month. So yeah. they're a, Jesse Leon's a galactic daddy now. One of only a couple. Yes, and okay. we really appreciate that, Jesse. Especially not a stepdaddy. We've we've well, I guess probably better stepdaddy <laughs> at that point. Yeah. Um, no, it's surprising because we've actually had more consistent additions to the Patreon in the last month or two, while times yeah. are tougher. Thankfully, but at, but at the same time, I well, think I mean, that, not that they're tougher. But, <laughs> well, for monetarily, right? right? Yeah, like, no, I know, I know. Yeah, but yeah. I think like maybe like for people like us who are lucky enough to have jobs that are like in the digital space and mm-hmm. shut we, up, we gotta you know, whatever. Their- <laughs> <laughs> I gotta I gotta the value of this <laughs> fucking credit up. Uh, no, we're lucky enough. Then, then it's like, well, I'm not paying my 250 bucks a week on gas for commuting right. and shit like that. So you're right. like, oh, I have a little extra money. So, yeah. uh, but regardless, we really appreciate that. Hundred um, percent. Where we've been saying it for two years, but Steve said that we might actually be able to get those t-shirts uh, set up soon. Yeah. So, um, but oh, I'm uh, selling. I'm selling. I'm gonna hawk some shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> my friend TabularasaOps.com. Oh he's, yeah. He's got shirts. I just loaded his Facebook ads today, mm-hmm. and then I'm doing my. Uh, I mm, sexy shirts. I uh, loaded up my Black Hole Supply Company mm, shirts. Not a load of the Black Etsy, Hole. which is oh. the Skeletor shirt, the Skeletor hat, mm. and the Battle Cat Lightning Strike. That you had made for a PowerCon, shirt. right? Yeah, which they sold not great. But. <laughs> you know, they sold yeah, not great. Not great. Uh, I mean, I sold a few, but they were not, cool not shirts. what I thought. Yeah, I mean, they're fun, so I loaded those up. So if I mean, I wasn't gifted one, but that's fine. I mean, if you want one, I just... <laughs> you, you I, I literally didn't even think of that. I, I was like, I was like, that's I a cool shirt. I should ask him for one. Like, yeah, I never had that I, thought. Exactly, because they suck. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool cat. Uh, uh, <laughs> but yeah, if you want one, you're more than welcome. Yeah. I just, yeah, never thought... Uh, to give you one because you're piece of shit. <laughs> uh, no, but so Etsy.com slash Black Hole Supply Company, okay. or Supply Co., I okay. think I did on that okay. one, for my Skeletor hat shirt and Battle Cat shirt. All proceeds go to you and Cody, and, former uh, guest of Beard the Drunk Dad. Yeah, yeah. A3 Works. Yeah, Cody, who's one of the... The only person who threw up yes. on air <laughs> during record during recording <laughs> of a beer there drunk that yeah. the from drinking uh, like four beers, <laughs> he drank some stouts. He like yeah. sh- he dipped a whole bunch of oh like, the dip the dip put him dip, over the edge and yeah. then he was and then stress he was just oh. really stressed about being on air. We weren't even yeah. streaming on Twitch or anything. Right, right. This was very early on, and yeah, then that he, was early twenty eighteen. I think I think it was probably like episode. Four or yeah, five yeah. of beer there. Yeah, we that. did the small location of Beechwood over in Huntington, I think. Beechwood, yeah, their yeah. main like when they bought actual, out that other actual one facility. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, um, oh, and Delta Sequence says I also subbed recently on person Robert or pa- on Patreon. Oh, Robert, I know him. Yeah, yeah. Deeper and deeper. Found yes. you guys back in November. Yes. Uh, y'all been getting me through work days with your backlog, but I'm all caught up now. So days spelled D A Z E, of course, there you right? Go. Did we did we give them a how you doing? Speech? Um, we usually try to do all the. Patreons. I don't know if we no he, we no he uh he was rec- very recent to Patreon. I've shown you his oh, Twitter okay. sometimes. Okay. Um, but yeah, he's been chatting back and forth for a month or two okay. now. Okay. Well, he he's the guy that like a few weeks ago was like, uh, oh, it's crazy that I'm listening to, I'm catching up on old episodes, and you guys are all stoked to plan Contact in the Desert, and now everything's gone to shit, and it's not happening anymore. So mm-hmm. it was like, it's just sad to hear that or right, whatever. Right. But, um, but yeah, good to have you here. Uh what was it what sequence? Dusty sequence? Uh, Delta sequence. <laughs> Delta se- Dusty. But I'm saying, help. did we ever give him a shout out of "That's how you're doing" segment? I don't think we did because so, I don't. I don't know if he's been on the Twitch at least with this screen name before. No, no, no. But I mean, as a Patreon, because usually the Patreons will. Just I don't say know if he's been on the Twitch with this screen name before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll do whoever right yes. as the Patreon. Yes, so. I, we probably haven't. So okay, so we'll do that now and and next week we'll throw it in there. Okay, this is Whatever. the uh, Jesse Leon and uh, <laughs> Deep Sequence, the, the Rob. Uh, how you doing, Sam? How you doing, Steve? I'm doing good. Bo Bandy just joined us. Oh. He said good evening. So you know it's going to be a good night when Mr. Oh, yeah. Bob Andy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so many people Bob said it's Bob Andy, and it's yeah. like, no, it's Bo Bandy. <laughs> Bob, Bob, uh, Andy you know, the first time I've been on Twitch. Uh, there we go. Yeah. Uh, so it's going good. It's Monday. Thankfully, as a workday, been, they've been crazy um today wasn't thankfully too... your workday has been crazy no thankfully as a workday it hasn't been crazy oh, okay. because they have been right, right like right. these like crazy mondays and just yeah last week was all kind the of digital a weird, shit digital, a long yeah. blur. but i feel like each team kind of like has waves like i was going nuts mm-hmm. the first like three weeks of this mm-hmm. and now the past couple of like still been bad but last week it kind of mellowed out yeah. and so far this week we'll see how the fuck it goes but right. mellowing uh yeah, and Delta Sequence is in North Carolina, so it's a little late. They're oh. out on that Bobandy time. Nice. Uh, Indiana or I N is it I N? Indiana. Indiana. Yeah, that's uh, Indiana. crazy Macama. Indiana out there on her phone dealing with a crazy cat right now. Let the parrot go. Um, but doing good. We got yeah. some swim tests. Oh yeah, some delicious green cheek beer. So this one was like rated one of the top beers in the country last year. Uh, local brewery. Yeah. They open a new spot in Costa Mesa, so about 10, 15 minutes yeah. from the house. So mm-hmm. Joy and I did a little strike force run yeah. right before this <laughs> and uh, grabbed our yeah. four packs. Yeah, yeah. And now deliciously enjoying them. Yeah. Um, it's been a big few weeks for them with uh, Other Brian and then Attack with Love. Yeah, yesterday. which we both... Oh, you you did end up with the Attack with Love, yes. which I did not. Yep. Kuzby um, and I went there, and we got both limits for both of us. Single... So. It's the, a single hazy, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. now it's way be- like last um, last release of Attack with Love, which like much th- it was good, but it was a little more like a kind of a lemonade or a shandy. It was like, very thin for a hazy. This one almost has the same quality as the other Brian. Oh, nice! So it's like super yeah, yeah. Uh, creamy and juicy. Good. Yeah, uh, Bobandy asked when we're going back. I have a sneaking suspicion it's going to be much later, Bobandy, but. Uh, the 18th is roughly when they're saying we'll be back in the office. Oh, oh going back in. But That's Joey the, and yeah, I are both digital, know. yeah, digital, yes. that I think they're going to keep the office closed to people like us right? for much longer. Yeah, I think they're going to do the a so gradual, a like, yeah, and, and people that, like, really should be in the office are going to go back, and then 
I think they're going to figure out some way to. They'll probably be more more work from home days. They'll probably it'll probably end up being like a restaurant where it's like we only want fifty percent of the people at the right, time right. in the office. So like these teams come in on Tuesday, right. Wednesday. People that have to deal with in. samples and physical things. You're right. allowed back in physical, yeah. Because my job, I I literally don't need to go in the Mm-mm. office for Mm-mm. digital marketing. Yeah, yeah. digital. Um, yeah, when this was all starting, you were getting pulled into a meeting every hour yeah. to go, what new thing can we do to <laughs> make the business better right, right now? Right. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then now the business is good, and it's yeah. like, how do we it's good. just do more shit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who wants to get on the club yeah. fucking train? <laughs> you know, I set up an affiliate feed with uh, this really unique boutique place in Germany called the Hotel Schlicker, <laughs> uh, and we've gotten huge revenue returns on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's been really crushing. Huge traffic source Thank for us. Thank you for booking all of your hotels for us. <laughs> To the Hotel Schlicker. Uh, Where the fun never dries up. (laughs) (laughs) Where you can never gain traction and recoup and regain your life when it's so schlickery. Stay at the Hotel Schlicker. (laughs) And everyone wears yellow raincoats. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you've seen some movie It with Georgie? Yeah. That's so That's, you know, whatever. It's like we like to wear Georgie stuff, you know? No red balloons and shit. (laughs) <laughs> it's quite nice. Yeah. Um, uh, Delta sequence is out. Says oh, he's got to get up later. Cra- or they got to get up crazy early. Uh, it's a he. Still working. Well, in the office. I mean, I, I mean, his Twitter doesn't have his preferred pronoun. I'm assuming it's a he. Exactly. So, but no. you never want to assume. No. So. He makes ass out of you, <laughs> me, Joey. He looks like a man's man. Exactly. Yeah. yeah tough boy. Yes. Uh, so he's out because nice. he's got to be up early and in the office when everyone else gets to work from home. So. Cheers to you, my friend. Oh, yes. um, how am I doing? How's Joe? Sorry, I'm just, there's a lot of action in yeah, the Yeah, there's a lot going right on. It's fine. So Macaw Mom's uh, also working at a factory and casino and also shut down. Oh, so wow. Thank you for now, your service, Ben. Yeah, now Vegas Mayor wants Vegas to open back up and just, you know, we'll let coronavirus take care of itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like fucking It'll just crazy. handle it. Yeah. it <laughs> we'll see you at the tables, coronavirus, and <laughs> you can bet we'll be there right. to meet you. <laughs> Yeah, he lit uh, the, the the mayor of Vegas. Just yeah, they love to roll the dice, uh, and, uh, <laughs> play the odds. Less than one percent chance of winning. Right. I mean, dying. Sure, that's the kind of odds we're into here. Baby. These are the house odds, my friend, <laughs> and we are in. As soon as you're done with them tables, you go go to your beautiful timeshare on uh, <laughs> Henderson Lake or wherever the fuck it's exactly. Lake Mead. <laughs> it's in Henderson. It's Lake yeah. Mead. That it's a hole. big old pile of dirt yeah. that we dug out, right. and sometimes there's water. It's Lake Henderson, baby, where you'll probably melt. Yeah. Oh, that place is yeah. fucking disgusting. Henderson? Lake Mead. Oh, Lake Mead. I've never been there. I've it's... never done the lake or the river, as yeah. people would always Cause say. Because you already, you already have a nicer lake to go to, I'm sure. In yeah. a more oh, temperate yeah. climate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's hot, but it's not. Yeah. It's it at least cools off at night. No, because I mean, I, I went there many years ago because my sister is a, a fucking a trash, a person. lizard person because yeah. you know not a reptilian, but just a li- she loves they the fucking heat love, and whatever. And what, so, sorry not to divert too much. No, but fine. Is she still going to be a South Point, uh, South Point Bay, or what's that's her, the what's thing? Her yeah, her her Vegas culture is going to potentially be very different now that she's Rocked. out of that situation. So. Yeah. Um, because that was, whole, bowling. that was a whole timeshare thing. Like, oh, the family yeah. has timeshare, so I'll just go there because it's free. South Point? Yeah, they, they went there because there was a timeshare. What the fuck? I yeah. thought that was just a hotel. Because then they would build up points being there and then be able to go back even if it wasn't the timeshare. Yeah, okay. so that's fucked. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's fucked. More food. Um, yeah, that place sucked. But yeah. um, uh, we went to Lake Mead many, many years ago. I was not excited about it. 
And it ended up being like the biggest waste of time trip of my life because it was a huge drought. Mm-hmm. Literally, we were at a corner of a lake that they go to all the time, and they mm-hmm. never realized until they saw in, in, until that year when there was the drought that there's a fucking. It's I'm not being it wasn't a yeah, sewer yeah, yeah. pipe, but it was a giant sewer like a, a drain like, pipe, like a fucking uh, seven foot diameter pipe mm-hmm. dumping out. And literally, we were like in the corner. Like full force, or is it like we were like, like enough? A, of it a, was just like a, a creek creek kind of and we were in this. Ooze. It was it was coming out of the dirt, like coming out yeah, of yeah. the wall. I'm of just sand. saying how much water or how much liquid was coming. out. It was like just this constant trickle coming out. Okay, it, it was okay. about a third buried in the water, and it was kind of you could tell it was yeah, flowing yeah, yeah. in and okay, out. Okay, but everything in the lake seemed to be collecting there, so it was like trash and yeah. old plants. It's like parts and of the bay, like yes. the bay. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, those those corners at any lake or yeah. river, like and they that's just where they love collecting to be. gross. Yeah, that's the <laughs> not, that's the gnarliest water because that's where like wood chips and funk oh, and just bubbles oh, and, and gnarly shit. The fucking so it was it was 117 degrees outside. Ugh. The water was about as hot, so yeah. it was like a going into oh, a bath. This is a nice hundred degree hot. Tub. Well, of course you're like, no, it's nice when you get in the water and then get out into the air. I'm like, yeah, for two seconds until yeah, you're you dry just have again. To do that it's miserable. All day, now you have and filth on you. And burnt. And then yeah, exactly. And so was this I, a houseboat? Oh, or? there was supposed to be a houseboat. Then that got canceled. So it got downgraded from a houseboat. Then it was at least no houseboat, but jet skis. Okay, jet skis the day before canceled. How on are the these trip. things getting canceled? Like they were overbooked, or just the houseboat didn't got canceled pay. a little further in advance? And we were like, okay, well, there's ten. We'll still get the jet skis and whatever. And uh, <laughs> and then the jet skis. His brother's friend fucking just came over and took him because his brother didn't know we were going or some bullshit. Oh, like they weren't rentals. Them. No, they owned them. Okay. And it's like, okay. And so literally we were there with nothing but a couple rafts that we bought at a store on the way there. Yeah. And I lasted about 18 hours, and in the middle of the night, my ex and I just drove out and went yeah, to the, Vegas. Yeah, story. <laughs> after yeah, that. So, camping, went and got a hotel room oh, or something. It was fucking miserable, yeah. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, it was. I mean, again, maybe there's. Maybe it's better when it's not a fucking giant drought. But it was disgusting. Well, I think again, if you have stuff to do, like at my yeah, the lake I go to, all of our shit, <laughs> water wise, is really broken down. But yeah. you have the cabin, we have the quad. You know, you race around and right. just float and drink, and it's fine. Because, race around in the water uh, on our little dirt bikes. Oh, there we go. Um, but then, then yeah, down you, at the water. Didn't you and A three workshops build a sand rail or something? No, I have a weird little mini doom buggy okay. up there, but we've built decks. Not like a Disneyland doom buggy. <laughs> exactly. In Haunted Mansion. Right, right, actual right. Doom <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, that thing, you know, you can have a little fun up there. Yeah. Biggest thing for me, speaking of Dune and the alien world, is I finally watched the David Lynch 1984 movie, Dune. Right. The adaptation of the, the popular series of sci-fi novels. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd never seen a second of them before. And, you know, when you go into anything David Lynch, you're like, all right, it's going to be cheesy. It's going to be weird. There's going to be a heightened reality, even within a heightened reality. There's going to be very dramatic, melodramatic line deliveries and writing. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be lots of gross-out special effects. And it didn't disappoint in that respect. I never need to watch it again. Uh, It's a a cult favorite because people just love David Lynch. But it's also considered, like, one of the biggest flops, like, worst movies ever made. Because the book was so good. Yeah, there was, like, five of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was like a required reading in a lot of classes in my school, but for some reason, because I, which I'm not trying to sound like a humble brag, because right. it wasn't that hard to be good at English, but I was an AP English, and so all the all the, even the regular honors class and then the standard class, they all got to read cool sci-fi books at least mm-hmm. a couple times during the year, 
We got fucking nothing. It was mm. all Victorian literature, which oh, I yeah. fucking loathe. It's all Wuthering Heights and all this bullshit. And I'm like, well, there's no genre fiction Scarlet at all. Like, f- yeah, no. all that shit. Yeah. It was so fucking boring. But everyone's like, oh, we're reading Dune. I'm like, whoa, there's fucking sandworms and these like yeah. race of magical desert people. Mm-hmm. And they're like shooting guns, but like their voice powers the guns like a chant. And it like, I don't know, it's all this weird yeah. stuff. But Which they're um, remaking Dune, though. Yeah, and that's kind of why we why yeah, I saw yeah. those pictures. I was like, I should finally watch that fucking original. And mm-hmm. so, um, now <laughs> here's here's the the movie re- movie review of the century so far. My wife notoriously just past the cusp of being an '80s baby. She was born in the '80s, but like she wasn't really aware until the yeah. '90s, and she had never seen Ferris Bueller until a few de- uh, years ago. Until a few days ago, no, yeah. a few years ago, and it's it's like her most hated movie of all time. She thinks it's the like the worst movie ever made. With these and <laughs> and uh, now I thought There's she was going to say she doesn't like though. She was angry watching Dune because it was so cheesy and bad, yeah. and it was. But it was also like it was weird enough that I was just. It's one of those like a fever dream where like I just want to see how this ends kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. And uh, she she did. I thought she was going to say this was worse than Ferris Bueller, but she said this is almost as bad as Ferris Bueller. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, almost as bad as one of the most greatest movies ever made, <laughs> or critically acclaimed, right. or whatever fan because fucked, well know. because she she said quote at least Dune has a plot <laughs> <laughs> because oh, Ferris Bueller boy. is just a bunch of kids rebelling against their parents and who wants to watch that <laughs> who wants to watch a tum, tumduk mulkery mul- or whatever the fuck. Who wants to watch Tum Tum Dong going with a bologna? <laughs> he doesn't stand for baloney. <laughs> Classic. That's such a weird <laughs> amalgamation. Because <laughs> I, I, I was just about to say the hot dog king of Chicago, oh, yeah. but it's sausage king. <laughs> right, right. He doesn't stand for, for baloney. Because that's from weird science. The old, the, the grandma and grandpa is like, doesn't what's stand a, for what's baloney. baloney. And he doesn't stand for baloney. <laughs> what, that, that lady is so fucking weird. Ooh, that old so British. British. Yeah, yeah. Fucking huge liver lips. <laughs> Not which DSLs. I, which I, liver yeah, lips. Ugh, which I knew her from uh, Alex Through the Looking Glass, the two-part mm. um, 80s miniseries that was very weird. Oh, yeah. With the Jabberwocky thing. Anyway. Um, um, Bandy says he did see Dune in the theater walked out. Ferris Bueller's oh, better. Wow. Yes. Uh, most would agree. But yeah. my wife is entitled to her opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yes. Um, but uh, no, it's it's it's. I, I, I read up a little bit on Dune 2 where I was like, not Dune 2, on Dune yeah, as well. Dune. Um, but I, I read up and it was like, I guess David Lynch notoriously hated <laughs> the genre of sci-fi. Mm. And so... The fact that he literally wrote and directed the movie is was kind of a weird right. perfect storm. So he adapted storm. the script from the book. Yes, of course, but like because uh, it was all based on the books. Yeah. But like, and when I was reading the Wikipedia of the plot of the first book, he captured most of the plot points. Just but I'm sh- I'm sure way. they were yeah. I'm sure they were they played out very in yeah, a very yeah, much yeah. more. Yeah. I don't know, but like the the villains in that movie are like these people called the Har- the Harkonnen, and they're they're like from this alliance of planets kind of thing. And there, it's kind of Game of Thrones where there's like there's intrigue. There's like some of the planets are trying to fight against the other ones for mm-hmm. control of the spice that powers, you know, try, whatever. Life. Um, it, it well, it literally powers like like the ability to uh, create wormholes, like to fold space. They call mm-hmm. it and travel across the universe mm-hmm. is because it's really interesting actually with all of our recent like parapsychology, paranormal, mm-hmm. uh, psychedelic drug stuff that we mm-hmm. that will pepper in here and there. Um, 
I didn't realize like the spice is like uh, it's from this one planet in the entire universe, so every planet wants it because it allows these special beings to open their mind enough to be able to fold space. So it's not even like a machine. Right. It's like a it's this, like a drug. Kind of like living DMT f- that you can then Exactly. That's my point. And I was like, oh, that's in interesting. Yeah. I thought it was like the power goes in this machine and becomes fuel or right. something to do a flux capacitor thing. Yeah. But um, but I was like, oh, it's interesting. Like it opens the mind enough to be able to like perceive space as a linear thing and then just go, oh, I'll just fold it and go from here to there instantly yeah, or yeah. something. But. William Kuzby asks, are we here to talk about this fucking movie? <laughs> Of course. Uh, William Kuzby, my wife. Yeah, my exactly. wife. Engagement with Bobini. Um, speaking of spice, I watched Dr. Sleep this weekend. Based on I was say, speaking of spice, so, let's talk about our old Spice Channel memories. Channel Zero. Old memories, huh? Uh, <laughs> 98 zero, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I go on YouTube just to watch the wavy version oh, yeah. of Spice, <laughs> yes. the old recordings yep. of that. Um, and those three songs they played over and over from, <laughs> from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Some, I don't even know if I have it. Feel the pressure, feel the pressure. Get up, get up, feel the ride. And then there was like a, like a Latin samba, like. Dun, 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 yeah, I just dun, remember dun, like dun, tone. Oh yeah. No, no <laughs> lyrics. Yeah. Like just because two of them cheesy. Two of the songs. Two of the songs. Yeah, two of the songs had lyrics, and one of them, the samba one, did not, because the, uh, uh, the, the other one with lyrics was. To the future. It was like it's, it's like disco, basically. Well, and it was a like classic, like, oh, I'm on channel two watching Prices Ripe. Oops, I accidentally pressed down and it's zero, and it's like <laughs> yes. the, the bar, like, right. like weaving super one, hard. One of my most like distinct memories was like what I, I remember the the scrambled porn being there, but it was usually so scrambled that I couldn't see anything. But it was like one day. Is at my dad's house because he only he's the only one that had the cable company Paragon cable that had yeah. the scramble. Then it became Time Warner. But uh, use access code hot buttons. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that was the first time where it actually clicked into place for a split second, mm. and then like that day, it would like every like twenty seven seconds, it would like kind of click. At least half the screen would click into place. And I remember, it, I think it was my first exposure to a girl on girl scene. Oh wow! Because I literally saw. In that green, yellow, <laughs> like whatever, it clicked in for right. about a second and a half, and it was a fucking girl with like curly '80s hair just chowing down on this chick's mm. like leg, like you know, on her on her mm-hmm. puss. And so, and then I was like, whoa, like it was just. And then I was like, just fucking every chance, like every time Pino was at the tennis court, just every back. time I would crush you could my get like chip a good enough with my pants off, get psh- that lotion out, and then boom. Yeah. I never got to like a full like visual right like actual it was always like oh you could kind of see it yeah and it was bending and then right. it like just warp out well and before the music was there they used to just play the sound and warp the visual well, yeah that too so you yeah. literally just hear me like That's fuck me bit. suck my cat i'm like yeah, what yeah, like yeah. it was like now i'm like as a as a father no now it's like <laughs> it's fucking crazy where it's like they just played fucking people fucking Right, but oh, we'll just cover the visual. Right, <laughs> don't worry about the audio. <laughs> it took them like pretty much five or six years to figure out. Oh, we should probably not have the sound playing. Right, too, right, you know? right. Uh, Bobani asked, "What the hell kind of place was Pino running?" <laughs> oh, he had a condo in Stanton, California, which is a weird little small city, not too far from here, actually. Uh, to help everyone keep further tri- further triangulate <laughs> where, uh, Steve's where house, but. Uh, uh, we're in the uh, upper fifth dimension, right? yeah. <laughs> Orange <laughs> County, like Hysteria Fifty One. Yeah, it's a lower uh, four. Yeah. <laughs> um, but well, uh, in the upper four, 
Is that the German <laughs> British <laughs> announcer on the show? Oh, hello. Yeah. Um, but uh, welcome to probing ancient <laughs> islands. <laughs> no, Stanton is was up until about a year ago a complete shithole city. Still relative, um, which is only recently getting gentrified. Yeah. But he lived in a, a decent little condo, Garden complex, Grove, aka Garbage Grove. Yeah, yeah, right. It's basically on the border of Garden Grove, Westminster, and. Um, Anaheim on the other yeah. side. So. Like, who the fuck wants to say they live in Stanton? Right. Like, it's just the <laughs> shittiest fucking name right. for it, a well, town. And one of the most well-known neighborhoods in Stanton is called Crow Village. <laughs> it's all fucked in there. <laughs> which is what we knew as kids. is like, oh, that's the gang neighborhood, which yeah. was like four miles from my house. Um, anyway, he lived in condos in there. He played a lot of tennis tournaments. I would fake sick after I was smart enough to realize I didn't want to fucking walk around a tennis club for nine hours Ugh. plus. Doing nothing but eating ice out of free mm. ice out of the um, ice maker like a hotel Joe, uh, Joe, for the athletes. Talk, we talked about this. You were eating ass, right? I know. I know. And you like to say it was ice and it was out of a machine. I'm still dealing with you it. You were eating <laughs> those gentlemen's asses. Right. <laughs> it was traumatic. Very dark in those racquetball courts. Everyone was you out there enjoying. Everyone, yeah, everyone was out there enjoying the tournament. But the guys that were in the losing bracket, they just needed some sweet release. What they what they would call uh, a little testosterone boost yeah um so they would just have a boy uh you know put things in their body to give them that boost of my own maleness he said he can't go 15 love anymore i need 13 love i need love love (laughs) (laughs) oh age yes i get it yes uh, maybe nine love. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Not real score, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but they they sure it's scored with yeah, me. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Back to Joey's hot yeah. buns. Uh, <laughs> Back to Joey's hot buns. Hot buns. <laughs> um, sounds like a Rust Belt shithole. You're right, Bobandy. Yeah. It does. I mean, it's 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 funny because, uh, I mean, Florida's, Florida's a little different. I mean, but, uh, well, it's a lot it different. It slaps a little different. Yeah. Uh, but Orange County, I've said this before on the podcast, Orange County was is very unique because I mean the LA Orange County sprawl is just that a sprawl like it yeah. never ends so like I'd watch movies and TV shows which 99% are like oh he's in another in the two he's, he's two towns over there oh and then like every fucking town in the country had like 5 miles of nothing in between right. so you could actually see when a town began and ended and I was just like well there's a tiny little one by two foot sign in this intersection that says "Welcome to Stanton" right. or "Welcome to Cyprus" so or "Welcome to thing, Long yeah. Beach" or whatever. But I'm sometimes like, when I'm up here, it's Stanton, and then I go a little bit left, right. it's Cypress, but then down yep. is still Stanton. Then I'm in yep. Fountain Valley. It's like, my, and then my dad uh, showed me a Thomas guide while I was letting my tongue heal up. Yeah, uh, he would show me a Thomas guide and like. The cities in, especially North Orange County, close to like Long Beach and Seal Beach is the border kind of yeah, of yeah. Uh, LA Orange County. The cities are fucked. Like it's all like neighborhood based, kind of. Right. But even then, half of a housing tract will be in one city and one's in the other. And there's just no delineation. It's just your address. Like you just have right, to know right. it. You figure it out when you move in, and that's it. So yeah, you deal um, with it when you deal with it. Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, that's enough of a movie review. <laughs> Food. Pedophile, daddy issues, yeah. shrimp food, <laughs> yeah, cooking, <laughs> uh, fucking real estate, <laughs> yeah. local history news, yeah, uh, um, voting demographic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have no new reviews this week, but please help us reach for the stars. Um, give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. I'll keep it simple this yeah. week. Go on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five star rating. Review us in the comments of that rating. We'll read on the air and give you a shout out by name. Uh, it helps us get, you know, comes up in search and all that, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Apparently, we're in the, according to Chartable, uh, the uh, uh, open source or whatever free source 
podcast analytics program. They right. say that we're like number 132 in the U.S. for podcast reach, where I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. Unless I just don't, simply don't know what that means, according to them. Well, but, I think no one knows what that means, right. but it sounds cool. <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, help us get uh, up in that top 100 this coming year or something. But um, Patreon's a good way to help us. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, yeah, I didn't say that before. So uh, we were talking about Patreon oh, earlier. Oh, well, says he did an app review, but I'll dig that up. Oh, okay. I don't know. Didn't come through. They yet, don't but, always show up. Yeah. So. Um, but uh, uh, support us on patreon.com slash probing ancient aliens where you will get at least two extra episodes two exclusive episodes per month uh, one of which is Adventurous Ghosts our Ghost Adventurous podcast for uh, four uh, where we basically do the same show probing ancient aliens but with Ghost Adventures on the Travel Channel, um, and we go in order from season one, episode one. I think we're getting close to season three now on that show. It's once a month. So, uh, and then the other episode every month is probing deeper, where we probe deeper into topics kind of related or pseudo Sukalo related. Well, they're to, power uh, topics. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, related to all the shit we talk about on this show. Okay. So we'll we'll go into uh, you know David Wilcox, you know documentaries and movies. We'll go into um, you know, shows related to uh, uh, paranormal stuff. We'll go on YouTube and do a David uh, uh, Childress symposium somewhere. Right, you right. Know. We'll do basically like a Mystery Science Theater live commentary episode of panels we've gone to at uh, Contact in the Desert or Alien Con, whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, other than that, uh, uh, if you're a if you're even at the one dollar level, you're gonna get like. Our um, closet knowledge episodes on Twitch that we'll do on Wednesdays lately. You'll get like the audio version of that, mm-hmm. per, you know, early before anyone else. Um, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, perks on there, and it helps us to uh, go. We're going to be able to, you know, once quarantine's over, go to more yeah. events um, in 2021. Do more things. <laughs> um, yeah. There's we, a lot of there's a lot we of digital events. Our hotels for contact. Yes. So Bobandy, if you want to get your contact hotel, you can do it right now. Yes. Contact yeah, yeah. in the desert. Yeah. Uh, for 2021, because they will fill up, and you want to be in that yeah. sweet, sweet party zone. Yep. Um, and it wasn't. I think the price they weren't too bad. It's a nice no, hotel, it's less and it was than like two hundred dollars a night. I was gonna say it was like one eighty two or something. It's per like night a or something. resort and shit. Yeah, and whatever. Yeah, it's so. a nice Palm Springs, Palm Desert place, Indian yeah. Wells, whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll be interested in when they do the ticket re up. The actual. No, they. I think we just let it fold. Oh, okay. oh, that was the thing where they were like, if you want to cancel, cancel. Otherwise, we'll just Tell us put whatever. Because that's what yeah. Comic Con did. So, right. uh, um, which I never checked on Contact, but I assume they'd say, ask for a refund. We'll give it. Otherwise, we're going to assume you don't want it. Right, so right. We'll just keep yeah, it. I think so, you're right. Yeah. Um, but uh, and then on that same note, and then we'll get to the episode. There's been a lot of digital conventions popping up <laughs> the yeah, past yeah. week. You know, like we talked about how like Ryan Sprague. Thing. Yeah. Um, which it's so far it seems kind of disjointed. He's like he's advertising all these like quote-unquote panels, but they're just kind of like bigger Zoom podcasts with like multiple podcasts, yeah, so, sure which is a panel, it, basically. And there's but, a paywall there, probably, yeah. Um, but uh, I listened to the Blue Uh-oh. Ribbon one. Oh, yeah. what's going on? Well, one, Bo Bandy, I think your 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 uh, post fucked you over because oh, no. <laughs> it's 183, but we've got someone in the chat. Mm-hmm. This is a little, little, little interesting. So there's Bo Bandy, 2112. Okay. But now we have the real Bo Bandy oh, 21112. So oh, I don't wow. know. I don't know what's going on here. 
I'm I'm going to take it at face value and say that the 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 Bobani two one two is the troll, and we got to go with the real because the real Bobani would of course call himself the real Bobandi. <laughs> right, right, right. So uh, <laughs> we'll make sure and just Bobandi wrote motherfucker, and then the real yeah. Bobani says, "I'm over here in Florida." I mean, that sounds oh, like the real. Bobandi that's told. To yeah. Me. I mean, and I can say I miss you guys. I can remote view him right now, and I can see that I can see the real Bobandi <laughs> screen and see that his color is green, not orange, like the fake troll Bobandi. Right, right, now, right, so. right. Uh, this is very interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be tough to say who's who. Here. Hey, I got three <laughs> words for you: synchro, meh. City. Yeah. <laughs> nice That's a lot of syllables uh, in there. That is, yeah. Synchronicity. It's five. That's crazy. Um, so, real Bobandy, thanks for joining us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Can't wait for I don't know who this other Bobandy was. He's a fucking char- <laughs> he's a charlatan. Total charlatan. Um, kind of fucked up because we all know the real Bobandy is a great family man. He has daughters <laughs> who have graduated from school. Um, from Yeah, from various schools. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I'll be really interested to hear the real Bobani's commentary tonight. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll have to ban the fake one. <laughs> Bobani says, "Shoot, listen." Soon, so, uh, oh, <laughs> the real Bobani says, "Hold on, my wife is calling me over." <laughs> oh, <laughs> that sounds like the real. I mean, as a married like man, the as, real a, yeah, as a married man, the real Bobani. My wife's calling me over for things all the time. Exactly. So, yeah, <laughs> totally makes sense. <laughs> hey, come over so, for some roadhead. <laughs> Oh, okay. I'm back. <laughs> only the real, only the real Bobani would know that. Yeah, yeah. That his yeah. wife gave him roadhead while listening yeah, to our yeah. show. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, she drove around in a Power Wheels in a circle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I, I can pic- do everything in my basement. I'm, well, yeah, I'm picturing yeah. either they're both in the Power Wheel, or he's just like on the side of the room, and she would just. <laughs> As she looped around, go blunk and suck once and then go back around and that's the roadhead. Um, um, but anyway, uh, great transition. Um, oh. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> great transition yeah, uh, to exactly. the alien. As, as we hunt for the real Bobandi here, uh, we're going to go into the alien hunters. Now, this episode, as I figured it would be, now we're in the realm Pretty close to the... I think this is early 2017 in season 12. We started this show in uh, December 2017. So we're almost caught up. And in fact, I don't remember ever watching this episode. um, Even the last few episodes of season 11. Because I feel like we started talking about doing this show in like 2016. Mm -hmm. um, Or early 2017. And we watch an episode together, which... I'm really interested. I don't think we've actually hit the episode that inspired the show where we were just, we happened to be at my house after I think a beer fest or we did something that day. And that's where we saw Nick Redfern and the story of like, he was telling the story of the guy at the diner and that whole thing right. that inspired the show doing imitations and stuff. So um, I'm curious to see if that's part of this season or maybe next season, but uh, we'll let you know when we get there. But yeah, I, I'm, I think I'm pretty fresh with these episodes. Um, because, uh, yeah, when I moved in with my wife, um, it was fall 2017. So right when we started recording even Beer There, Drunk That, which was a few months before Probing Ancient Aliens. But uh, I think that I was watching Ancient Aliens primarily while still living alone in between, like, having a video game or something to play. Right. right? So, um, Or when I would do my Lonely Men's uh, Saturday morning pizza when 
Domino's or Pizza Hut. Opened oh, yeah. at 10 a.m. Oh, and I was boy. like, I am so hungry, baby. See, I never did an a- The only a.m. pizza I would do, I'd almost preemptively do, is where I ordered mm. it the night before. Like, okay, mm. I can eat this, whatever's left. Then that's <laughs> right. the Saturday morning sure. pizza. I don't know if I've ever ordered a pizza that. No, no offense, but I've no, just no, never no. ordered There were like times when I was like out with you or friends or whatever, yeah. and then... Uh, you know, you or friends. <laughs> uh, you're not really part of the friends group, but no. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I'd be out with you in, late at night and just crash. You know, one in the morning, and then yeah, I'd get yeah, up and yeah, go. Yeah, totally. Fucking need. I, I had nothing. I would have nothing to eat in my house in my apartment. Remember like, Johnny Rebs? Oh yeah, we go. Place yeah. was good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if we remember, we should go back there at some yeah. point. I think there's two locations now. But anyway. Um, Th- those are those mornings where I'd watch like three or four episodes of Ancient Aliens just like, yeah, just zone know. out because yeah. I was like, oh, I'm kind of learning something, but it's kind of mm-hmm. weird and whatever. And so. you'd be in your underwear, and then the the oh, yes. landlords, not landlords, but the keepers of the apartment would <laughs> knock on your your screen door, <laughs> yes. or in ask for things, yeah. or you, you oh, would always somehow not help them. But I don't know why they would always come to you. They never yeah. came to me or Thrillin right. ever. When Thrillin's dad right. owned the property and was their boss, right? Exactly. But they would go to you for random shit. I think all because, the time. I think because I was, if I saw them, I would go, "Oh, hey, Francisco," <laughs> and his wife, like, I'd, yeah. and I. So I think like that little bit of friendliness just opened the door to right, like, "Hey, Joe, Joe." Because yeah. then when you moved out of that apartment complex, I became pretty much the only white guy. And they would literally like self racist themselves yeah. whenever there was a police situation. Right. Oh, let's go ask the owner. And they would, and literally my next door neighbor who was bilingual would go, Oh, they're telling him you're the owner, or sometimes uh, you're the owner's son. Right. Like, Which God, they, they used to live it. in that place, yes, but definitely not <laughs> then. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. like, it's fuck. It was annoying, yeah. but yeah. Um, but anyway, we've, we've got a bit of a shocker here. Uh-oh. The real Bobby Andy. Okay. Says any up with Wilcock. Gets me going. Oh, there and we go. This episode has a lot of Wilcock. Sounds just a like little Bobandy. bit different, but yeah, oh, yes. yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It's got some classic Wilcock Bobandy in there. The Not season yeah. one Wilcock, but it's definitely like season five through eight Wilcock. No new footage because they've had new foot newer newer for the recording of the episode. Yeah, uh, like twenty sixteen Wilcock or whatever. Right, but, right, right. Um, now, well, I'll, I'll. I'm interested to see as as we pretty much get to episodes that I've haven't seen about eighty five percent of. Because I think each of the last few years, I've watched one or two episodes per season just to kind of see how the sausage is, changes a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and they've, I think they've got new Wilcock on there. But 2019, he was like, "You'll notice I wasn't on season, you know, 18 or whatever of Ancient because they had uh, John Podesta, known supporter of the PizzaGate scandal and facilitator of Hillary Clinton's reptilian." Um, adrenochrome sucking right. child sex magic parties, or what I'm like, which Doctor Sleep what? is all about. Exactly, yeah. Um, but uh, oh yeah, because you just said you saw Doctor Sleep. Yeah, too, yeah, because yeah. they like go to mutilate the kids, and that makes right. the steam cleaner, right, and more enhanced and whatever. And it's it's because because it's just like the it's just like the entity that is Pennywise the it, right, right, right. Uh, when 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 you're an energy vampire, like most of Stephen King's big villains are are these energy sucking are these parasites right because it's like because a parasite you can you can argue that's like the most evil thing because it contributes nothing to the world only takes you know right 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 and so um the bad the bad guy from it pennywise is an energy vampire which which uh feeds on fear he doesn't actually feed on fear he feeds on the essence of of people but it says in the book that oh fear making it scared is like salting the meat Right. So right, it's right. like it's fine. Just, he can eat, but it makes it exactly. taste better, basically. And yeah. so, 
Um, but yeah, that's a very like adrenochrome like thing. The little yeah. the little Dark Tower series not in there was that the old factory thing that they were based at where they buried that kid mm-hmm. was from was North Central Positronics, mm. which is the the company that the people that serve the bad guy in the Dark Tower series. It's like a shell company. Uh, okay, that's like this. Because in the modern world, it's like, oh, they can just operate like the mafia, basically, by having all of yeah. these like money laundering things and all this shit. So anytime there's North Central Padrone, it's like, oh, that's the Crimson King's servants and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But um, anyway, wasted movie on uh, Ewan McGregor, though. He was like, yeah. he was kind of miscast. Ewan McGregor's a good actor, but he was just kind of not, that role was kind of weird for him. Like, I wish right, they would have right. just had an, an American guy to, because yeah. I was so distracted a lot of times by him doing the American accent a lot, mm-hmm. you know? But anyway. Yeah. Um, he does have the force. So he does, yes. He, he had the special force. He could right. use it uh, as all yes. and such. Uh, Bobandy asks, what kind of name is Bobandy anyway? Because <laughs> the real Bobandy says it was all set in Florida. Oh, it's the real Bob Andy. Yeah. There we go. Um, but uh, anyway, we start off the Alien Hunters, uh, which is literally an episode on, here's people that look for aliens. And I'm like, okay. Like, yeah. again, it's a slightly misleading the episode. Show has fully fucked. Right. It's, it's <laughs> not a virgin Folded anymore. into itself and yeah. just not even. It really has. Like, that's like, a really good way to put it, actually. Because yeah. it's not like it's jumped the shark. It's not like yeah. it's doing anything different. But yeah, the implosion element where it's like, it's like you're mixing up leftovers within new leftovers that were once something freshly made. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, this episode really is like, like what I liked about this episode overall is that I was like, oh, I got a little of the history of MUFON. Right. Because I never really knew that Which before. Which Sprague hates. Exactly. Uh, because they're like, they've almost become their own government association and gatekeepers of UFO knowledge. And I guess the MUFON people are some of the biggest skeptics about UFO shit, or mm-hmm. or they want so much fucking proof that it just becomes mainstream science, and then it's like, well, what's the point of having a privately run, non-governmental, secretive bullshit organization? Right. You know, it's like it's almost like they've folded in on themselves and become what they were created right, to right. go against. You right. know, so. Um, but anyway. Uh, we start off at the uh, Breakthrough Listen Symposium in 2015 in London, England, uh, put on by uh, a Russian guy named Yuri Miller and then Stephen Hawking, pre-passing away, of course. Yes. Um, but uh, And they're showing clips of it or whatever. And basically, this is this was an initiative for um, by Yuri Miller and Stephen Hawking to like kind of uh, crowdsource new SETIs to be built all over the world. So mm-hmm. it was like... Basically, it seemed to gather a shit ton of like billionaires and tech wizards and whatever. Yeah. Um. To uh, to say here, look, here's here's what we want to do. You guys all have money. Here's the exact way to do it. We want you to build satellites like X Y Z, and then we want you to focus on data processing so that we can process more radio waves and signals that come in. Mm-hmm. So, um. And then, and then there's a little bit of like the search for exoplanets in there too, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, for those that don't know, which would be shocking if you don't know, but SETI, the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, is in America. It's like what the movie Contact was based on. It's the big array of satellites that are literally just out there looking for what they would deem intelligent radio signals from space. Yeah. Not just like electromagnetic bursts from a star exploding or uh, or a quasar pulsing or something like that. Right. right. So. Um, oh, love that Joker. Linda has like a one and done appearance here. Um, I again, there. I will give this episode credit. There was a few interesting factoids, but overall, they've talked about most of this before. Um, 
basically before Roswell, and I think on the Beyond Roswell episode, which was five or six episodes ago, they talked about not this event, but there was a couple things like before Roswell in 1947 that caused, that was like a practice run for Roswell. That's not what they're talking about here, but they are making the point that 1947 was a big year, was basically the beginning of reporting UFOs to the government. Making it official. Yeah, reporting, like UFO sighting culture began right after the war in 47. So um, there's some event in Washington, there's this pilot guy, he's he's flying around the mountains up there, and he sees a whole group of these kind of Delta Triangle-shaped craft. Mm -hmm. They look kind of, well, the shitty CG look like stealth bombers with like fucking saw blades on the back or something, but... This was interesting in the sense that this event is where where the term flying saucer came from because it wasn't that they were shaped like saucers. The guy, the pilot, described the movement of the craft as if someone were skipping saucers across a body of water, Mm -hmm. like when you skip stones or something. So that was an interesting factoid. Um, They have the director of MUFON here, Jan Hazan, (laughs) which is a pretty funny name. (laughs) Um, it's a very porn doctor name, but all the move on, I think they have two or three move on guys in this episode and they're all very like seemingly straight laced guys in suits. Um, I'm sure they do that on purpose because they don't want to seem like porn doctors, which is pretty smart of them. Mm. Um, well, Bobandy says Kenneth Arnold, uh, is this the real Bobandy or the troll Bobandy? Uh, um, (laughs) (laughs) troll, old Bob. Is it so Bow or troll Bow? Yeah. Uh, troll Bobandy. Yeah. Kenneth Arnold. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then the real Bobaney says after Hurricane Dorian hit, they fell out of the sky. Yes, exactly. So, there's a um, lot going on right now. Yes. Sorry. Uh, Dorian, also the villain from The Mask, who yeah. his face turns purple when he puts the mask oh, on. Oh, yes. Purple s- cloud smoke things. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but, um, Do oh. another beverage? Uh, sure. Okay. Um, yeah, Jan, Jan Hazan's on here, not John. <laughs> his, his, his name actually set up there. It's, uh, J-A-N, like January, uh, uh, abbreviation. Um, and then quotes, not John Hazan. So, uh, a lot of people just call him, hey, not John, NJ. Um, but, um, he, he confirms that this is when UFO reports just became a thing in the world. They weren't common before. So, thank you. Um, Roswell happened a few weeks later and kind of we're off to the races in the world of the government now officially covering up the first UFO. Well, sorry, the government committing their first cover up of a UFO story. Um, but the day before Roswell, which again, I am shocked they did not talk about in the beyond Roswell episode yeah. uh, at Edwards air force base, which was called like Marcon or something back then. Um, one of the officers saw a bright yellow spinning object in the sky while he was sitting in some experimental plane. And Mike Barra, we get a Barra barrage here. First, first, Which and Barra all. looks super fucked in this episode. I think we um, say that every season because every season he has a new way to look fucked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's a very subtle difference. Right. Like. It's like longer, <laughs> but gray salt and pepper hair. But then it it's clearly. It's longer, like parted to the side and like the little curve like this. And the, as you see in Twitch, uh, but then he has like the weird, the just for men, blacked right here. Like, yeah, he's got the no nori. way his face yeah. is that dark and his top hair he's, is that dark. He's a little chunky nori. Like he's yeah. just like a little. He's like if you put nori in Photoshop and made him and, an oompa loompa or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna keep the Photoshop motif. Yeah, if you yeah. took that like 
the if you basically didn't hold shift down when you were expanding the right, horizontal right, proportions right, right. of the of the layers. Which that's not working on my computer. You just, <laughs> Photoshop or just the expansion the, the shift thing? thing. Yeah, it oh, doesn't weird. do that. I don't know. Um, but because uh, if you hold down shift with Photoshop, you right, can right, keep right. the proportions of anything. If you don't, it'll default to oh, you want to stretch this <laughs> Y, but yeah. he just looks like a stretched out Nori. But because um, I think as you stretch him. The pixelization starts to look like a little beard, the a little pencil thin beard, yeah, like yeah, he has. Yeah. The, but, uh, the mustache uh, spra- spreads all over his face. Yes. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, Bar expands uh, in a bar brush. Oh, sorry, Bobani no, does bring or troll Bobani, Bobani, old Bobani, whatever we're gonna say. I only want to hear from real uh, Bobani. Uh, okay. Says, <laughs> and then the real Bobani wrote exactly what he wrote. <laughs> Don't read what Trollbo Bandy wrote. So only the real Bobo Bandy. Well, they both wrote the same thing, so I'm going to But as long as your intent, like with yeah. magic and rituals and stuff, yes. is the real Bobo Bandy, we can forget about the old one. Yeah. Troll. Uh, <laughs> is I still want the Barra backstory told. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. where's this guy? What's what's he coming right. from? Uh, uh, probably the tip of his dick and his scrotum, I would guess, but um, he's coming from that. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I looked down for a second, and I was like, oh, yes, that's what he is coming from. Yes, he's coming from. Uh, But, yeah, he expands here. He says, you know, after that event, military officers were told they had to fill out an official form if they saw any further UFOs and that they were not to discuss it with anyone. So, again, they don't – in the Beyond Roswell episode, they called some other event, like, a dry run. Um, Maybe it was this event, and they just, like, alluded to it. I can't remember because that was a few weeks ago. Hmm. But, um, again, shocking they're not – taking the time to tie their own episodes together because that would make a much strong even if it was bullshit that would make a much stronger narrative because you're tying all you know you're you're putting the the pins and the strings on your giant board of connections in the case of proving ancient astronaut theory you know so um but anyway this was the beginning of covering things up and then the next day Roswell happens, which was the ultimate cover-up. So mm-hmm. uh, Nick Redfern's on this episode quite a bit, uh, the bald Brit, and he says, uh, now this also led to the creation of the first official military initiative, Project Sign. Um, and here we get a lot of history leading up to Project Blue Book, too. So Medallion Man, has uh, William Henry, has an amulet assertion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I keep wanting to say insertion. <laughs> um, <laughs> this will protect your butthole from any other male, but It'll me. be nice. <laughs> Uh, isn't that a butt plug, William? <laughs> no, it's an amulet. It's okay. a, it has powers. <laughs> <laughs> it's bejeweled. Um, he's just sticking a hot glue gun in yeah, there. Yeah. It's a bejeweler, okay? <laughs> um, he says, uh, now Project Sign argued that these UFO sightings were officially authentic and hinted that they were extraterrestrial in nature. But then higher-ups in the military stepped in and redacted those statements, canceled Project Sign, turned it into Project Grudge, which eventually became Project Blue Book. Now, Project Grudge, as we saw, only ever came to fruition in Japan in the form, or Korea, sorry, South Korea, called Juon. And then it became an American adaptation after The Ring was very popular, uh, starring Sarah Michelle Gellar called The Grudge. So, um, you know, ghosts, it's another crossover of ghosts, paranormal, and aliens, things like that. So, uh, and a little cat boy in the movie, too, if you remember. He was like the cat soul, the little boy, and he went, when he was in the closet, and it was scary. Um... Uh, the bald Brit Nick Redfern comes right back and he says, uh, now Project Blue Book was then shut down because they didn't find any evidence that UFOs were real or presented any national th- uh, threat to national security. Between 1948 and 1969, the U.S. Air Force collected over 12,000 UFO reports, and of that number, 701 remained unexplained. So that's a pretty big fucking percent <laughs> of 
those reports. That's like, I don't know, eight or nine percent, something like that. Um, of like, imagine, imagine 700 murder cases just being left on the table. It's like, well, we can't solve those, and we're shutting down the police in this area of right, the state right, or right. something, you know. Um, so that's a cool statistic. They go into uh, Dr. Heineck. Um, he's like the main Project Blue Book guy. He's who the actor that played Littlefinger on Game of Thrones, that's who he plays in the show Project Blue Book, so the, right, the fictionalized right. version of it. Um, I've had his son on the show, and he's a consultant on Project Blue Book because he knew his dad pretty well. He knew about his taste for Italian food cooked only by children 13 and below. Yeah. Um, Delicious. But, uh, that's not true. Yeah. Um, Troll Bo Bandy, <laughs> Old Bo Bandy, whatever we want to call Bo Oh, Bandy, that's fine. Just ban him. Is out. <laughs> Says they have to go troll the chat of a cancer survivor <laughs> chat room before I go to sleep, but I leave you in good hands. <laughs> Bo Bandy with a classic sign off. No, it's not a classic sign off because that's a fucking Troll that's Bo Bandy. Old Bo Bandy. Yeah. <laughs> no, if we admit he's the Old Bo Bandy, then. We admit that he was real the once, old, and he's uh, not. That, he's yeah, a troll yeah. account. Okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> fictitious, <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> fictitious. <laughs> uh, he getting all fictitious yeah. up on <laughs> um, People are still trying to access Project Blue Book docs, but uh, and they claim that like, oh, through the Freedom of Information Act, we're entitled to these documents, and so th- apparently they get the documents. But according to this this episode of Ancient Aliens, they say that like all the shit. All the shit that's important is blacked out. And I'm like, a brewery up in me. Just no. like my life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but I'm like, I don't know. I mean, it's having certain words being redacted doesn't mean, I guess it can, it's not, they do, they redact those things to not have any sort of incrimination of the, like, because right. you can, you can always have a, 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 a legal way out, right? If you yeah. redact specific nouns and verbs and phrases and whatever. Um, but still, I, it's like Medallion Man kind of makes the point next where he's ba- he basically says, like, if there was nothing so fucking secretive, why would they keep it all a secret? You know, which right, is right, true. Right. It's like, yeah. why would they just why would they be so stressed about keeping these documents redacted and under wraps if there wasn't something important to worry about? Them, right. To even d- if it d- wasn't d- even if it yeah. wasn't aliens, there's probably weird, crazy government facts in there that maybe they don't want getting out, which, right. again, even though it's a need to know basis, not a conspiracy theory. Everyone still wants to know, and I think eventually, it seems to be hap- It seems to be a theme of this show, Ancient right. Aliens, right now during during these seasons of like, I feel like the the disclosure stuff that kind of came to a head at Alien Con last year and Contact, and with like Wilcock even right now with all his disclosure shit, mm-hmm. his fucking Nostradamus, you know, wannabe shit. Yeah, uh, I feel like this is like when it was starting because I feel like when Trump got elected, there there was it like. All of its other, you know, kind of top line political weird shit, you know, stereotype reinforcing yeah. stuff aside, I think people were like, "Oh, now we don't even trust. Now we trust the government even less." Yeah, and so I think it spurned this like, "Fuck this, fuck the government. We the people need to know the facts, not just the truth, but the facts." Right. So right. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that like progresses over the next couple seasons. But um, I was actually worried at this point in the episode. That they were going to go, because they're like, what about alien hunters from the ancient past? And I was like, fuck. Now they're just going to go into, like, the Mayans were a people that had alien. I thought they were going to, like, go back to, like, episode one, season one shit. But um, they only briefly mention, like, the Babylonians here and how they tracked Jupiter because Mm -hmm. they either thought 
I can't imagine they can't confirm if they thought Jupiter was their god, Marduk, or if he came from Jupiter. Right. Um, Which uh, the first death metal slash black metal concert I ever went to was Deicide mm. and Marduk. And Marduk, oh, yeah. that was their first time playing Interesting. black metal in uh, America. America. Wow. And that was probably 2001. That was for your birthday, right? They came just for you. Exactly. They. I'll show you where they came. Uh, <laughs> no, that was probably later of my... Yeah, junior year. Yeah. yeah, that was in still in high school. My brother shit his pants because like they've never played here before, and he loved right. black metal since like my brother's David Wilcox. <laughs> <laughs> they've never hey played guys. here before. Think about it. Wake up. Um, but yeah, they. I remember. I, I still have the shirt. It's yeah. in a box in my garage. It's got a huge cartoon Great Dane on it. Your brother exactly. had another matching shirt. Yeah, because you guys thought it was a Marmaduke concert. Exactly. Yeah, it was a little embarrassing, and we got punched in the face a couple yeah. times. But. <laughs> It was fine. We had fun. Uh, <laughs> and as you were just yeah. like, just getting the fuck beat out of you, you were you just kept screaming, it's just good, clean fun. It's good, clean fun. Yeah. And that's how I finished. Why does everything have to be edgy in comics? <laughs> and that's uh, when I leave a load of load, that's called getting the fuck beat out of you. Because I yes. call my semen the fuck. Right, right. And it yeah, was yeah. beat yeah. out of me. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It was nice. Oh, <laughs> oh uh, what's it called? Well, real Bobani and Bobani oh. would love to know that. Uh, See, Troll Bobani's already long gone, gone. apparently, if, gone. if we can believe anything right, he's right. saying. I mean, this world, I don't even know it's real. At this so world. is this a third Bobani account? Do we even need a fucking mask or something? Right. Uh, <laughs> but that uh, Bobani, King Kong, King, we should do a King Kong Bobani instead of King Kong Bundy. for cause, King Kong Bobundy. Because Mr. Matt over there was shaking his head at my the fuck beat out of me. <laughs> comment um yeah so anyway they're talking about um the path of jupiter and how the babylonians tracked it basically reintroducing for the thousandth time the concept that primitive peoples or sorry i should say ancient peoples tracked the stars and were therefore ancient astronomers right Mm -hmm. i'm not disagreeing with that at all because there's just proof of that but they they meaning ancient astronaut theorists and this show love to act like the fact that ancient peoples could track star movements meant that they could literally write down calculus theorems on a fucking chalkboard. Yeah. It's those are that's two very different things. Because so this I'm I'm so glad that this fucking segment is on the show because it completely annihilates their own hypocrisy about what advanced math actually an understanding of advanced math means. And what people just looked at and drew mm-hmm. on something. They could draw it on a stick with the fucking dirt. Yeah. They could carve it into a rock. I'm going to draw it on a stick right. with dirt. <laughs> with dirt, yes. <laughs> Every day I rinse it off, that was the first eraser. That was done. Um, but uh, no, so they literally have this astronomer on, and she's saying, like, and it's showing on the screen what she's saying. She's like, yeah. oh yeah, when, when the ancient Babylonians were tracking Jupiter... They had like a line on the bottom of this thing, and they had another line here like this, and they, they so they just it gave them like a basic proportion or ratio, mm-hmm. right? So they would stand in the same spot, they would look at Jupiter each night at the same time, and they would just draw its position the next night, and then they drew a line through those dots. So, right. and so then uh, literally. Robert Clotworthy, the narrator. And I, when I say Clotworthy, I'm never blaming him, the man. Yeah. He's speaking from a script. He has nothing to fucking do with the show. Yeah. 
Um, he he has the best fucking job on this show because he's in every single episode. <laughs> he has to prove or do zero work except show up to a recording studio, which he probably does from home at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and just records, and he's still at fucking Alien Con and Contact, whatever. Right, right, so maybe right. not Contact, but um, anyway, Clotworthy literally goes, now how did these 10,000-year-old cultures has such an advanced understanding of math. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. You literally just had a real astronomer prove or show or illustrate, literally, how they simply illustrated by looking with their eyes. Right. And mapping. And map like literally just mapping something via right, drawing. Right, right. So you're saying that it, an understanding of advanced math equals the ability to draw lines, dots, and connect those dots with lines. Yeah. That is the that is how stupid this show can be sometimes where when as much as I always want to like this show and I do I like it this is when it like makes me angry where I'm like this is this is such horrible um evidence presentation this is such horrible basic science or th- or trying to prove a theory right like yeah. or even a hypothesis so um anyway I'm just I I love that they put that up cuz it's like oh here's Here's how we're immediately going to be a hypocrite with what we just showed you on the show. Right. But that's the scary thing is when you're watching it and you just want to believe this stuff. Yeah, and just go bit to bit to bit. Oh, see, like how do they how do they know how to do that math? It's like, no, they did what they did because of what they saw. Right. right? To even to Sukalos's point, like they drew what they saw. Yeah. You know? Um and also they sit there and they then ask after they ask after that, they go, now, why why were they fucking following Jupiter so hardcore? Why did they care so much? And it's like, everyone, everyone, every ancient society that was tracking the stars, right? And then Sukes in a little bit talks about how, like, the, you know, there was like a bunch of uh, not only a str- like um, uh, observatories back then, but even megalithic ones where like they right. dedicated a shit ton of work and effort and whatever and and and. Uh, and years to building something to track stars or whatever. It's it's not very it's impressive what they built and how they did it. That's the impressive part. I, I give full credit to those ancient people for like fucking figuring it out, right? Mm-hmm. But imagine in the ancient world there's television, and every culture has television, but there's only one channel, and there's one show on that channel all the time, and that's it. Right. That is the night sky for these ancient people. The only thing that is like fictional or weird or unknown to them is when these fucking magical lights appear from the sky. Right. And I'm not, I'm not even trying to do like they're primitive and dumb. It's like no, like yeah. when when all you can, when all you have to go on and look at it and, and and our sense of wonderment that's kind of inherent as Suk says like like mm-hmm. our, we have this sense of wonderment with the stars and we want to see what's there whatever. That's great. Fine. When it's the only channel on TV, it is not interesting or it takes no magical reasoning or even science fiction reasoning to understand that every culture, of course, is going to do to, to track, observe, or postulate about what these things are, why they move right. a certain way or whatever. That's not the impressive part. It's impressive how they did it with the limited resources they had um, and the the effort – it the how much more effort it takes to carve something in stone than draw something with a pen or pencil or type something, right? right? right. So, um, but it's just, it's so fucking weird that they think that, and, and he, he says it, we get a suk alert here. So he says, 
it would be one thing if there were only one megalithic observatory in the ancient past. And this is where I laughed out loud because yeah. I thought I was going to say like there were hundreds or thousands. He's like, but there are at least 10 <laughs> <laughs> that are megalithic structures. And not only do they track the stars, but sometimes they track specific constellations. Orion, Sirius, the Pleiades. So I have to ask the question, why? Because all of our ancient cultures were visited by the same type of extraterrestrials. And I'm like, no, they weren't. Those three constellations are the brightest fucking stars on the one channel everyone gets to watch. Right. So, of course, they're special to everyone. Exactly. Right? Like, if Unless s- you're in like the southern hemisphere. Right. right. But if, as long as you're in that northernish zone, mm-hmm. you're all going to be pretty much seeing the same damn the thing. The northernish zone. Yes. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, like... It doesn't. If if Seinfeld was on every single night and it was the only thing people watch, <laughs> what's the deal with your boomerang and rocks? Yeah. Um, Why is that big old orb brighter than right. all those little orbs? Oh <laughs> shit! It's my nose. Yeah. Um, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, it's yeah. It's like you you would totally understand. Oh yeah, every culture around the world is obsessed with. Jerry and George yeah. and Elaine and Kramer. Yeah, who wouldn't right. be? Newman. Uh, right, exactly. Well, yeah, all the Southern Hemisphere folk, mm-hmm. they're the Newman people. Yeah. Newman and George's dad and... Um, right. Soup Nazi. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kenny, whatever his name was, that was super annoying yeah. in the early seasons. Right, right, right. Um, but uh, anyway, um, I did notice, too, that with the season 12 opener, the music in this is, like, heightened. It's very, like, orchestral and, like, somber and... Stressful. Not that the music's ever happy in, like, I don't think there's ever been like a whimsical fucking, you know, like piece of music, excuse me, in uh, Ancient Aliens. But this is like really, I think they're really trying to push the emotion because they're, they're, they know that they're running out of stuff as the seasons go on. I mean, we've been complaining, our number one complaint with the show, probably since season five at this point, has been this seems like a rehash of an old episode, you know? Right. That was seven seasons ago now. Yeah. So for more than half the existence of the show, I think they know how much they're rehashing. Um, and so I think they're just like upping the fucking production values to just get your emotional senses involved more, which hopefully will then make you just feel awash with the information and you'll just yeah, kind of absorb it you know, without questioning it. Um, they talk about the what apparently is like the earliest and most important UFO account um, uh, when this uh, lady Coral Lorenzo was a little girl in the 1930s, mm-hmm. she saw a UFO when she was nine flying over her farm for 20 seconds. And um, she is married to like a military guy. And, and uh, Richard Dolan is on. It's all This is all season 11 footage still, too. I think literally everything is season 11 footage, except maybe the clips in between right. the talking head moments. But, um, but she starts uh, the first civilian citizen-run um, alien uh, uh, UFO investigation group called APRO, A-P-R-O. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's in Wisconsin, um, and it's a precursor to MUFON, right? It's like the first one that's where basically she said, I don't trust the government to do this correctly. I think that the citizens of the U.S. should have the freedom to look up, um, look at, look into the alien phenomena for themselves. Right. Um, and share information and all that kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. have chapters everywhere and whatever. So... Um. Uh, 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 she built a dream team of like three thousand members across the country, 
and um, they were from all sorts of scientific backgrounds and you know expertise and things like that. And they apparently investigated and compiled more data than even Project Blue Book would eventually by the government, which is kind of crazy. Um, uh, oh, the director of research for MUFON, William Powell, is on too. Pretty normal. I don't know, another, another normal looking guy. He talks about how another group called NICAP was created um, by uh, a former missile scientist from World War II who partnered with the original CIA director, Admiral, uh, Admiral Helen Cotter, um, which is pretty gnarly. So in 1960, Helen Cotter, the former CIA director who's now leading up this group NICAP to search for UFOs, mm-hmm. publicly stated that UFOs were real, they were not Soviet, and that it needs to be studied more. Like, we should we should uh, focus on this. So that's yeah. pretty crazy. Um, Nick Pope is on, formerly of the British uh, Ministry of Defense, of the UFO investigation segment. Um, he says, Unlike the way in which things were done in APRO, MUFON's model gives a lot of autonomy to the states. They organize their own conferences and mobilize boots on the ground in their local areas. So um, it's kind of a – this episode's kind of a weird little love letter to MUFON. There's right. a lot of MUFON stuff as the – kind of accelerates exponentially as the episode goes on, um, which is, again, cool. We see, we, we see MUFON at every one of these events or some representative of it. So it's interesting to get to know their history a little bit. But also to, to your uh, point earlier – it seems like a lot of the ufologist podcasters out there are critical of MUFON because yeah. they they hear a lot of experiencers' stories who say that, oh, the MUFON people were dicks to me, and they said, like, your story isn't even worth cataloging, or that's just a uh, sleep paralysis story and fuck off kind of right, thing. Right, right, right. Um, and it seems like MUFON in general is just there to track UFO encounter, like UFO sightings and enc- like not even really encounters, it seems like, but UFO sightings, which I, I know right. are an encounter, but um, they don't seem to be very interested in like abductions or things like that. I could mm-hmm. be wrong, but that is the hashtag vibes that yeah. I get from. Well, and again, it's like once these things get to a certain point. So I watched uh, a documentary on green energy. Uh-huh. Um, who's the guy who did bowling for Columbine? Uh, what's his uh, Michael Moore. Yeah. So it's not. I think I'm more of a Michael Less exactly. fan. <laughs> uh, I think he's related to it, but it's called mm. Planet of Humans instead of Planet of the Apes. Oh. It's Planet of the Humans. Okay, uh, but it's like about how actually dirty a lot of green energy is mm. and not renewable, right, and it's right. just a bunch of bullshit. Mm. But it's a lot of it. Like when you on, break down fucking corn ethanol and things like that yeah, for a biofuel like, car. Like you just spent all this energy to make the corn ethanol right. that you just. What the fuck is the point? Right. But a lot of it, too, was like people like Al Gore and all these other people who were like started off good. Al Capone. But they got so big and corrupt mm-hmm. that they then big oil and, and dirty energy, whatever you want to call it. Like, <laughs> we're like, oh, <laughs> well, what's the best way to deal with these fuckers? Just mm-hmm. go buy them out. And they uh, and the whole documentary is about huh. how they all got bought out. Interesting, right? So it's like MUFON's like maybe it started with good intentions, but right. now it's like maybe it's a government chill. Maybe it's yeah, yeah. has Infiltrated other by other enough. things that's going on, and it's so big that it just has to jerk itself off. So then it like, you know, it just can't. You know, it's got to yeah. pay to play, baby. It's a rare. It, I mean, because it's a rare person that wants a huge person, right? right? Exactly. Uh, Back in the day when it when it you know when the world was a little less woke, there was BBWs. Yeah. which are big, beautiful women. But then there was SS BBWs, which were super-sized Super, yeah. BBWs, which sounds terrible. It still sounds kind of funny. Um, but those were like, oh, this this person isn't like 
curvy or whatever, they're yeah. like six hundred, like just yeah. like some of them like six hundred pound life people, right? You know, right, right, so um, um, I don't know why I'm talking about this right no, now, but uh, yeah, <laughs> which also BBW always thought was like big boned women. <laughs> I knew it was big beautiful women, big boned women. Huh? Oh yeah, but uh, anyway, so they would get so corrupt. So like maybe move right. on. Right, has like got to this point where they're not really about right. The, you know, there's always the, the original, joke, like, the hey, original. Man, you used to be about the music, right? Man. Right. Where yeah. it's like, hey, you They've used gone to be corporate. about the UFOs, and now you're just kind of this other entity. They've sold out. Yeah, because yeah. that's what it seems like the the podcasters, especially, which are like, at least for me, and I'm sure you like the loudest voice. Right. Because they're radio hosts, basically. Yeah. Um, their biggest thing is that they don't seem to, that experiencers rarely seem to have good experiences with MUFON. Right. They don't like, where a lot of people go, oh, wow, MUFON, it's a fucking UFO group. I should go tell them my story. And a lot of times they get fucking just thrown out, right, or or laughed right. out of the office, which is like, shouldn't you be open minded to everyone in there? Right. Like the the gal that was at the um, podcast conference at uh, at AlienCon that we were at that first conference in the morning, mm-hmm. where we were one of five audience members. Um, I think o- I think only five audience members that didn't already know the people in the podcast, but it was uh, Brent from Hysteria Fifty One. It was. Um, I don't know, the other, a bunch of other fucking podcasts and Ryan yeah, Sprague. Yeah. It was our first meeting with Ryan Sprague. Right. But that girl that asked the only question at the end that talked about how she interviewed a guy at a nude beach and his dick was next to her face. Right. <laughs> Which I'm like, what position were you in anyway? Yeah. Uh, her name is, uh, it's like NJ Caranda, or, or sorry, NK, it's like Nikki. It's like NK Caranda or something. Mm-hmm. She was on both Hysteria 51 and somewhere in the skies podcast right uh, around the same week and she works for Mu- she worked for MUFON mm-hmm. um, I think she still does contract work with them but she basically was like a regional secretary that literally filtered like all encounter person yeah, yeah yeah she filtered she was there to filter the experiencer stories and then that's how she ended up just doing it privately on her own because right. she felt limited by MUFON. Right. And their set of questions that she's yeah. allowed to She's like, I didn't want yes I didn't no. I didn't want to like be limited to the approved questionnaire. Right. And the approved limitations of like, oh, if they're yes to this, this, and this, then it's bullshit blah, blah, or something. Blah, blah. You yeah. Know? So um, which is cool. I mean Yeah. Uh it was it was an interest that was still a very I think about that podcast panel a lot because right. I know it was like early in the morning. But like I know that those that all those podcasts probably have way more listeners than we do, right? But it's interesting and also kind of bummed me out that there weren't more people there. But it also could have just been its first day. I mean, nine thirty. Yeah, it's <laughs> everyone very wants to meet Giorgio geospecific, yeah. right? Like, so you're just in one area. Yeah, Giorgio. Yeah, uh, first panel of the day, which we had to seek out. We got lost right. several times. <laughs> like we were determined yes. to find this panel, yeah. and like it was just fucked. <laughs> hey, yeah, like, where's that right. radio panel? I've got <laughs> have the uh, panel room one uh, A, uh, but like it was like oh we were down here and it's like you had to go back this way, go yeah. up, then hook a left. Like yeah, all we took like the wrong shit stairs and then <laughs> yeah. If that panel was Saturday at Saturday at like eleven right. versus Friday yeah. at nine would have been or whatever. Back, yeah. I think it would have been different because it's like yeah, I, it's like I would have expected. 
that panel and the Viwamis panel to be flipped in terms of, <laughs> but that fucking Viwamis panel was dude. Packed. People must uh, they know who the fuck uh, whatever the fuck Reverend. Uh, God damn it! I used Jeremy to have a of stupid things around here. Reverend Jeremy Corbell, filmmaker yeah. <laughs> and whatever, which we stumbled into his dumb panel yes, yeah, and yeah. didn't even know. And then Corey Feldman <laughs> Corey was there. That's who I recognize. Beautiful family. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but uh, now Sprague is a big Corbell guy. Oh yeah, he's like they're on panels together on some of these digital conventions and all careful, that stuff but anyway <laughs> uh it would be nice to be invited to these digital yeah, conventions thanks a lot guys <laughs> no it is funny like i was i was thinking of that today i was like but we don't actively reach out to any of these no and that well that's so, what i'm yeah. saying too is like we really are what what somebody told us uh that they heard on or you heard on hysteria 51 it's like oh yeah the Probing Asian guys, they're doing like this fan show thing which i'm like it really i mean i guess See, that- i never heard that i always heard that they're like well Anyways, it was probably someone else. <laughs> okay. Because I, no, I like, haven't – I've done what you did and gone back to the old histories, right, right. and I can never hear a mention right. of us. Yes. Uh, yeah. Us, either either we talked about it because we read it somewhere, or I don't know. But they yeah. were like, oh, yeah, they're doing like a fan show thing. I think somebody we're chatting with was like, oh, oh they just kind of quickly mentioned you and said like, oh, you're doing the fan ver- – like the kind of the fan – Whatever. Whereas like they're the UF- – suck off. Yeah. We're not like, like – We're not directly ufologists. Exactly. Um, we're doing this specific thing. Which arguably – enough we we probably are because, that's what i'm saying directly we're not but yeah, we are <laughs> because we've done so much Arr. research on this research we're alien pirates which 90 percent of the ufologists and all these people who claim they're doing research are just out there on the internet reading wikipedias right which is all we do too when we yes. look up the facts <laughs> that this show spouts off they're also simply listening or i don't want to say poaching in a bad way because it's not yeah they're also poaching guests from just the other podcast they like. Right. Which is fine. And or this show. Like right. this world of right. whatever. So they're just kind of ever so it's kind of like all media right. these days. It's not about what's being said. Oh what? No, you're good. Oh shit. Yeah. You wanna pause it? Oh, was there a spider? No, it's like a giant ass pincher bird. Oh boy. You see that? <laughs> nope. You see that right there? Oh, Gone. There it is. Oh, it's right there. <laughs> so I've been killing these things like crazy. Woo. So that would have eaten my face. Enough doing the yard work. Yeah. Yard. Uh, I've <laughs> yard fucked with pirate. these b- pincher bugs' lives that they've now they're trying to come inside because I fucked up their whole oh, outside. Interesting. But I did read even though they have gnarly pinchers, they can't pinch humans. Yeah, they're pretty innocuous. Yeah, they're like, like millipedes kinda... and centipedes can if they're big enough, but those yeah. are you know. They're like oh, they just eat old rotted uh, plants outside. Oh, interesting. And then if they if they have it, they get fresh fruits and vegetables. Mm. And if they ever come inside, it's just because they're looking for rot or a, basically right. a dark, quiet place. I see. Now, what's what? So I learned this on either USA Kids Club or Mr. Wizard or something back in the day, and it's the dumbest, but also probably a smart uh, solution to ants. Or for ants, you would the put borax. like meat, yeah. right, or, or rotted that, food. Yeah. But if you literally just started a little compost pile, you'd probably, without any spray attract or killing them, them you would yeah. just attract them all to out there, put it right. in the corner of your fucking yard, and you never have to worry about because they all right, just right. be there. Right, right. Because right. like I remember, I was like, I thought that was so genius. Where it was like, again, it was like USA Kids Club, Kids Club or something. But it was like, oh, if you and if you don't want to fucking spray your entire house with poison everywhere, right. if you have cats or dogs or whatever, 
Yeah. Just go buy a piece of the cheapest chicken you can. Right. Stick it out in the back of your house where you don't care if it smells a little bit. Right. The fucking ants will be on that for yeah. two months. Right. You know, put, like put the giant magnet somewhere else. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because um, we all know magnets attract ants. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, same fucking. Th- <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm, sure. I'm fake. Uh, uh, but anyways, yeah, we're not just oh. fucking fans, okay? No, yeah, no, I'm, yeah <laughs> no, that's no, what I'm saying. Is like, so oh, what I was saying before was... Yeah, no one's invited us ever to anything. Right. Which and is kind of to be expected. It's kind of how I we figured. started with beer there and stuff. Yeah. Like, that's always been my approach to life is I really don't give a fuck. Yeah. I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. Right. And uh, and But what's gotten us noticed enough is a level of consistent content. Right. So, um, where it's like if you just put in the work, eventually... And the opportunity presents itself, yeah. then you kick down the door and take it through, whatever. Exactly. But like all media now, it's not really about what's being said, because you can get what's being said from 100,000 sources every day. Right. It's who do you like saying it to you? It's like, yeah. oh, do I want my buddy Ryan Sprague to tell me about X, Y, and Z and right. whatever, right? right. So um, That's how you do it. Exactly. Um, anyway. Uh, oh, so then they asked the question... Uh, <laughs> Why Why did the obsession with aliens start? They've already answered this fucking question in other episodes, and it's all about Roswell shit and World War II. But uh, they then ask, is, are the, was that, is the obsession with aliens part of the aliens' plan? So right. Nick Pope says, could it be that some force was somehow targeting people like the founders of APRO and MUFON? Mufon, because I'm British. <laughs> and I say it with a French Hello, accent. Mufon. Um, oh, only in this one segment are they back to teasing the next segment. Like, none of the other commercial breaks ever had, like, a coming up on ancient aliens. Right, like, right. But this one they did for some reason. Uh, and when you zip over to Ohio, 1977, a guy named uh, Jerry R. Arnon is working for SETI at the time. And he detects what ends up being known as the wow signal coming from the Sagittarius star. Uh, it's a 72-second long, um, repeated weird signal that is not like any other signal they've detected before. Uh, Wilcox kind of explaining this. I don't know why. Um, but uh, he drips about and he says, and to this day, no one has been able to decipher the wow signal or explain it. And it was called the wow signal because when Jerry Arnon was like, he was he's like denoting it with like letters and numbers and values and stuff. He circles a certain sequence and he just writes "Wow" in the like because yeah. like it's so weird or Wowzers. something. Yeah, uh, I want Tower Records. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want it all. <laughs> I want it now. <laughs> I want a meat pie. That's the original daddy daughter. Oh thing, yeah. Huh? Oh uh, yeah. Well, yeah, hundred percent true. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then we get a whole segment of Sukalos with Seth Shostak, who we've talked about quite a bit. Um, we saw one of his panels at AlienCon 2018 in Pasadena, and he's like the real dry um, guy that runs SETI. Like he's the current director of SETI, and uh, he seems like a classic like East Coast New York guy. And he's just right. like, eh, I don't know, whatever. It's, like, it's kind of this shit. And I, like he's very just very dry, not cynical, but maybe seems a little cynical. Mm-hmm. It's also interesting because at the Contact in the Desert. 2019 panel um, uh, conversation with Giorgio, he totally 100% alludes to Seth being kind of a dickhead for like right. dismissing all this, like being too skeptical about stuff. Yeah. Oh, that Beth at, at Hetty 
doesn't want to attack this anymore. <laughs> He's over there hanging out with Thrillin, calling yeah. everything that tastes <laughs> weird chemically. Yeah, making his own mustard when <laughs> Steve makes his own goddamn hot sauce. Ugh, nobody wants his coffee liqueur, okay? I'll take liquor 43, oh, yes. thank you. Yeah, West Coast Geek, you're a fucking glorp. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Sooks is walking around with him, and he's like, so why radio waves? This is like the most I've ever learned from a question that Sukalos asks. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't know this at all. I'm sure you did. But um, but Seth is like, he's like, no, well, not radio waves, they go at the speed of light, and they also break through all the crazy gas and dust and crap that's up in space. So if you want to communicate across the vast distances in the universe, Radio waves are a great way to go. And yeah. I'm like, I was like, oh, Tiny. that makes total sense. Yeah. I didn't know that radio waves traveled at the speed of light. Yeah, um, it's just not the speed of sound. Right, yeah, yeah. So, um, like the Coldplay song. Right, because the <laughs> whole thing with light is it travels in as particles and waves, mm-hmm. where radio is just mm-hmm. waves. Tasty waves, there bro. Yeah. Uh, especially if it's <laughs> the sound from Channel 98 or Zero. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then, I can't, then I beat the fuck out of myself. <laughs> What'd you do on uh Yeah. You getting lonely? Yeah, I just yeah. beat the fuck out of myself. I mean, I was when when I was having those long days in the dark racquetball courts at the tennis club, I was tongue punching the fuck out of all those middle aged guys. Exactly. <laughs> it was rough. I was milking the prostate. <laughs> um but uh, now the easiest way to milk that prostate, you prolapse it out of the body. You don't even have exactly. to go in there, you just chew on it. You get that six to eight inches of ass meat oh, yeah. coming out, you are golden, pony boy. You are golden. <laughs> um, so Sooks is walking around with uh, Shostak, so- so- sorry, Seth Shostak, and they end up in front of a gigantic computer screen. I think it's just a TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, they're like, it looks like just a big star chart. It's like just billions of little white dots. And it's, it closes up on like their fingers, almost like playing pong with each other or fencing with each other. It's like really weird. He's Are like, they no, dry docking? What, yeah, he's like, what's this close to here? Oh, well, you gotta understand it. And it's just like this weird, like seems like it should be a parody of yeah. the segment or something. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, Sooks asks a very relevant question. He goes, "Now, if it came through, what would an alien signal look like? Would it would it be thicker?" More pronounced, wider, longer. <laughs> what are we looking for here? Yeah. I'm not paraphrasing yeah, at all. Yeah. Um, and Shostak basically says, which is really funny, he's like, basically, when a signal comes in that you think might be intelligent, you literally just wiggle the satellite back and forth every couple seconds. And if when you come back to the zone that it's 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 hitting, there. yeah, and it's repeatable every time, then it's like, oh well, that isn't just some singular burst of Random a supernova bit. or. Yeah. A sun fucking releasing a solar wave or something like a star releasing a solar wave or whatever, and I was like, oh, that's like interesting, but also that's funny that it's still just basic, basic physics. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like if someone's fucking shooting a hose into your mouth <laughs> and you want more water, you just have to like keep your mouth right. open and all. <laughs> you gotta, you know, yeah, brave the dark just, of that racquetball court. Well, and- <laughs> to that, it's not just, uh, like a creek, like with a splash that comes off intermittently, mm-hmm. where you're like, "Oh, maybe I'll get a taste, maybe I won't." But right. if it's a hose, right, and you're gonna get that suck, <laughs> you're gonna get that spray every time. Um, they go to 2015, and this is interesting too because I forgot that 2015 to 2017 was the Dyson sphere craze <laughs> of like the astrophysics world, like, um. When when people saw so the Kepler satellite had been out there for a few years since 2009, 2015, 
it notices something very strange on a star called the Tabby Star, named for the scientists that discover it. And the sweet little cats. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, uh, Wilcock drips an explanation out here, and he says, Now we're seeing on the Tabby Star quasi-periodic dimming of the light, which can be as much as 21% reduction. He says that as if he like knows that's a huge number or something. Right. In the luminosity of the star. Now we have the scientists who are publishing papers that one of the explanations of what they're seeing is a Dyson sphere. And he goes on to explain what a Dyson sphere is, which, if you don't know, a Dyson sphere is a... Really expensive... Uh, yeah, vacuum. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sucks all the dirt from a star yeah, or anything sort like of, that. Any sort of, you know, kitty litter, right. any sort of kitty hair. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> It'll get. I mean, that's most of what the Kuiper belt's made of, is kitty exactly. litter, those little green rocks. Yeah. So, um, hence, the little green men that come from the asteroids. Oh, and they um, come. <laughs> they get the fuck beat out of them all the time. <laughs> um, but a Dyson sphere is... A theoretical construct. They don't even give credit to who came up with it. It's some sci-fi writer, I think. Um, but a Dyson sphere is basically an armored shell around an entire star, which means that 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 absorbs the energy of the star and transfers it to somewhere. Mm -hmm. Which means that you would have to have what they call a Type Two civilization, which is if you can fully harness the energy of your nearest star or a star, yeah, and then somehow wirelessly transfer that energy to your planet Some to do destination. work, that is a type two or whatever, right? I think a type one is like you have full control over your fucking solar system or something mm. insane or, or interstellar, you know, universal travel You can travel control or all the elements like of time Like your god or something, yeah. yeah. But, um, uh, but anyway, the thought is that a Dyson sphere might be like twisting around this thing and so it might be either being, like the biggest there was that it's being built out there. So you're right. seeing the star slowly dim over years and years because they're like, building these massive death like basically like if the death star was an egg yeah it's like the eggshell around the star right so right. uh cadbury or, or i guess more like star killer base but without destroying the star <laughs> without well, using like, yeah, one star off. per bullet yeah. <laughs> with star killer base there in the new star go. wars movie <laughs> we'll just, yeah we'll just collapse this entire solar system that we're in well i think it's supposed know. to like just kind of suck it off a little bit right. and then let it uh re refract mm. But then they overdid it, right? And oh, sucked it oh, dry. so you think like the star's supposed to recharge? A exactly. Bit? I think because I, I think they show it doing that, where it's like they suck it off a little bit, <laughs> right? The refractory they, period, yeah, yeah, and exactly. Then, yeah, comes back. Yes, um, they suck the fuck out of it. The that that little set of Dyson spheres hanging below, they recharge. Exactly. You got that <laughs> pro Dyson sphere. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, the there's a mainstream article. I looked it up. There's a mainstream article from 2019 that thinks that uh, now, th uh, well, probably three years after it shot, but let's say two years, right? Yeah. Between article and this uh, episode being produced, they think that the dimming of the light, of the star, it is the light, whatever, is because a an exomoon of that exoplanet um, exploded and the debris is slowly gathering in orbit, maybe even creating a ring like Saturn or something. Right. Um, and but it's funny because even in that article, uh, which I got from, let's see, uh, Science Daily, um, and it was from uh, September 2019, and the art the title of the article is "New Observations Help Explain the Dimming of Tabby's Star," uh, September 26th, 2019. It's a Columbia University study. So, um, but it's not that interesting because they say that, uh. A moon exploding like that and becoming debris, that kind of phenomena is also extremely rare in the known universe. So 
it's literally like mainstream science is going, well, no, it's not that Dyson sphere. It's this. And it's like, mm-hmm. but you're now doing the jackpot slot machine theory right. too, you know? So, uh, I mean, because the Dyson sphere is a theoretical concept, but also it makes a lot of fucking, if you have some star sitting out there and it doesn't take you very long to travel to that star at all, or maybe you're a binary star system, right? And one of those stars is a brown dwarf and barely giving off any light, but at least energy-wise, it's still a fuck ton of energy, and you yeah. just go take it all for the next million or oh, two I've years. I've dropped some gnarly brown dwarfs. That yeah. <laughs> I feel pack a lot of punch just from what the energy's been left. They're tongue-punching your fart box as they oh, go yeah. out. I mean, you can smell them. <laughs> Anyone for tennis? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you will smell me. It's a... Uh, Chewbacca, yeah, <laughs> a little midget Chewbacca down yeah. there, <laughs> sucking off that little <laughs> bits of toilet water. Oh yeah, and paper. Um, <laughs> they got they got Paul Hellyer on here a bunch. The Canadian now I'm, I'm like bored with Paul Hellyer now. He's yeah, the yeah. former Canadian Minister of we Defense. We were going to see him at Contact too in the '60s, and he's on the show a lot, which is like even more confirmation that season 11 and 12 are are were produced pretty simultaneously with each yeah, other. I'm sure they're like, hey, we're rocking. Let's just fucking do this. Right. Um, they then go back to uh, a guy whose face we've seen before a long time ago, Edgar Mitchell. He was a former NASA moon astronaut. He's the guy that confirmed that there are multiple alien races dealing with the planet uh, that, that the authorities have been in contact with. Uh, not all of them are good. Some of them are nefarious. Um, Nick Redfern. Uh, oh, this is where they talk about how there's an, a, a, a moon base that's specifically built to be a defense, a defensive mechanism against potential threats from aliens. Um, and uh, in July 2014, the U.S. Army declassifies what's called Project Horizon. So the bald Brit explains here what Project Horizon is. He says, now the Project, Hor- the Project Horizon, now the Project Horizon mandate was to be uh, to create by 1966 a military base that could hold 20 individuals to start with and expand over time. It would be nuclear powered and have its own water and oxygen supply, and it really would be the moon equivalent of a military installation. So uh, uh, Nick Pope mentions that, like, Von Braun, Werner Von Braun also predicted that we would have a moon base in the next 10 years as of, right. like, 1958 or something like that. Um, and, uh, blah, blah. oh, we get a weird appearance from Jason Martell, the slick back kid, right. who says nothing new. He almost like George Norris this episode. Oh, yeah. he, when does he ever say anything? New? And I wrote that I was like, "Wow, it has been so long since he has had anything relevant to say or had an actual opinion that differs from any of the other." Like, not that like Sooks and Childress and actually zero Childress this episode too. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was into it too much though, at the season finale. Yeah, he, I mean, he was being <laughs> with the fucking battery and everything. He was being used like Nori, where it was just yeah. repeating shit. Yeah, exactly. So, um, But no, Martell's the same thing, where I'm like, why even have this guy on? Like, truly, what does Martell bring to this show? What has he ever brought to this show? He's like a mix of Childress well, and Sukalos. Even that first Alien Con, I'm like, yeah. this guy's fucking boring. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not saying anything on any of these fucking yeah. panels. He just seems, like, mildly likable, because he's, he's, quote, like, not quote, <laughs> he's kind of just, like, normal-looking, I guess, yeah. but... At the same time, like, Childress is more normal looking than him. Because he has the fucking big collared shirt right. with the 70s, you know, uh, plunge and the fucking bleached hair and all this weird shit. So yeah. he's he's got too much porn doctor quality. I, I guess, honestly, William Henry has really replaced him on the show. Right. Because As he the has. Chief porn doctor. Exactly. Because <laughs> he has a little, like, Martell had a little more scientific bend than the esoteric bend of William mm. Henry. 
But William Henry always has something to say, and he seems confident about it. Right. No matter what, even if he's like being fed a line by the producers of right. ancient of, at Prometheus you get Entertainment. Lost in that jewel. Yeah, and you're exactly. like, I trust what this man says. Right. And I know there's a butt plug around the corner yeah. for me. The eye of Ra. <laughs> the eye of Ra dog. Yes. <laughs> um, Werner von Braun's oh butt plug. Um, but uh, oh, and of course, Paul Hellyer, uh, the Canadian former minister minister of defense, thinks that the Star Wars program that started by that was started by Ronald Reagan in the '80s, which was built to the public, it was said it was built for uh, missile defense. Uh, like, we want to build satellites that can shoot down missiles that are sent around the world. Mm-hmm. He thinks it was actually to support the moon base and to kill right. alien weapons or ships yeah. that are out in space. It's a defense system. Exactly. Um, the last segment here, uh, they talk about, like, now is the government, like, we've all heard this whole episode that the government is keeping everything from the public, right? Now it's like, oh... But now is the government teaming up with private citizens to find alien life shit? So they talk about the Nexus for Exoplanet System Science Program. This is created by NASA in 2015. uh, And it's basically NASA asking uh, tons of institutions, colleges, uh, labs, uh, you know, Boxers, Boston Terriers, all yeah, kinds of yeah. dogs <laughs> to contribute well, it's to ask. a rough study about um, exoplanets. Ruff, ruff. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And they're the ass king. <laughs> though that NAS ass, though, king. Believe me, I tried. Yeah. I tried to, like, when I was at that tennis court, I tried to sneak uh, my aunt's dog, who was a golden retriever, very mm-hmm. friendly, mm-hmm. tried to sneak him into the tennis court so that when I was in that dark racquetball court, I would go, oh, sure, uh, Jim, um, I know that you want your ass eaten, so I really, I'm really, i really into it today. And then I would try to like put a blindfold on or make sure they were in the darkest corner and then just have like the dog lick their ass, but he could tell the fucking difference. Hey, 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 Jim, uh, that would be cool if I put some, some, some butter, like pe- peanut butter, it, it just make it tastier for me. Oh yeah, you're getting kinky today, huh, Joe? Yeah, it's it's Jif or Gif or whatever you want to call it. Ooh. Just uh, don't worry. It'll be nice to have a a warm little tip in there because usually yeah. you got that mint chip on there, and it's like a it's like a fluoride bath for my asshole. But today I'd like something a little creamy and. Yeah, it it's salty, so hopefully you don't have any hemorrhoids in it, like burns from the salt. But oh no 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 no, I've uh, I've really cut down on my my shitting time, you know. Yeah, I I mean I thought I saw it burst the other week, and I felt like I tasted copper. Oh, oh, oh. No no but... no, son, that was syphilis, son. Oh, that that's why my mouth hurts so bad. Yeah, but um, I, just let me really go to town. I've I've been stretching my tongue a bit. All right. Okay, here's a. Sp- Here's a spoon. <laughs> Go to town. Oh, my God. Oh, that is a loyal tongue if I've ever felt one, son. I'm in town because I went to town. <laughs> now, how are you talking and licking at the same time? Don't don't worry, Jim. Shut Ooh, the fuck oh, up. Man, you must be a master of that mouth. Huh? I am. It's like a ventriloquist type act where I can talk and do other things. Ooh, ventriloquist ass more like it. Huh? Yeah. I hope you like it, you Ooh. dirty fuck. Throw that voice deep into my rectum. Yeah. Deep as you need it. Good girl. Uh, Good girl. What? What? <laughs> oh, yeah. Call my ass a yeah. little girl. Yeah. Get your little pussy. T- <laughs> okay. Let me eat your man clit. 
That's my Tato, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that was like a beer there, drunk that level. <laughs> You're playing a child me. <laughs> <laughs> the pit, with a pitched up voice, but Just kind of the, the alien high, voice. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm here to eat your ass. <laughs> Take me to your From wiener. Your can't stop. Well, <laughs> um, Kuzmi said, you're so gross. <laughs> I love that I went from like kind of a Galante yeah. Chicago to like a, a very, oh, like, yeah. oh yes, son. <laughs> <laughs> Just yes, a very regal, you know, very intelligent uh, kind of man. Mean. Um. Anyway, so the Nexus Project, uh, <laughs> they basically NASA said, "Hey, world, uh, we want you to help us look for exoplanets," and they've been doing that ever since. Um, bunch of different organizations, all different disciplines. Um, so they they said they're like, we have astrobiologists and people that just study stars and physicists and astrophysicists and astronomers and whatever. So um, astro. At Here the, we go. <laughs> at the time of this episode, they only found two thousand exoplanets, but in the past couple years, it's up to like a hundred thousand or something right, ridiculous. Right. So, um, not all of them are suitable for life. Yeah. But um, even as recent as last week, I remember seeing in the news that there's a planet that is uh, bigger than Earth. It has some water. It's more um, uh, intelligent. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like a pretty brown planet, but they, basically they said that there's like it seems like there's an ocean of some kind. Rocky, a lot of rocky land. Um, temperatures would be a little more extreme, but it would be habitable, and they're just checking if like the air would be there. But it would be a planet that would be like relatively short term because I think the sun is a brown dwarf, so it's like giving off only sixty percent of the light of our current sun, which would might which might cause issues. But again. What the Goldilocks zone is is not right. just a distance thing. It's all relative to what yeah, the sun is all. like there and all this shit. You Mo- know? Just gravitational pull from other things, right? right? Like what the, the mo- daughter's like there. Exactly. <laughs> Does she come home from other parts of the country? Does she home come? Yeah. <laughs> Does she let? Does she beat oh, the fuck out of me? It's homecoming tonight. Yes. Bones. <laughs> God, I hope he doesn't listen. Oh shit! I hope he, who I'm doing the invitation of, doesn't <laughs> listen. Does not hear this. Um, but yeah, it's like if we didn't have the moon, we probably wouldn't. Be We'd have here. our pants up all the time. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but just that tidal flow. Yeah. Once a month. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> it just really dictates. Dictates. Dick Tate's. <laughs> no. We're almost done here. <laughs> uh, the Earth, right? And a lot of right. shit that happens, right? Yep. Um, that is true. Yes. <laughs> Hot take. You're right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we get Bara, uh, and he is... Bara's back to like somehow sound like he's arguing, but he's actually proving the point, too. Um, he basically is like... You know, you see, they know there's lots of life out there. So now they're getting all these people. to, And I'm like, shouldn't you just be happy about that? But again, conspiracy theories. This is never. I don't think I've ever right. said this. Conspiracy theorists are never happy. No. Like, it's never enough. Conspiracy theorists are no one's friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, because um, even if something happens, it's like never good enough. Right. It's always deeper. It's lies. It's. Right. Well, they're not telling you everything. Right. It's like, yeah, they told you this because they don't want you to know that. Right. Like, it just or like never with, and never. Like ending. you pointed out with Wilcock, uh, it's not even that. Like you would think he'd be happy to have his conspiracy theories proven true. No, only if I get to out the truth about that. If somebody right. else does, 
they either stole it from me yeah. or they're lying. Right. And I have some little nuance that makes it unique. It's like right. it all just becomes branding to them. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's why it's, again, as much as I want to give Wilcott credit for like trying to teach Ascension and being a better person and whatever, he's just becoming a weird esoteric televangelist kind yeah. of guy. Yeah. Um, just mix, but instead of instead of instead of religious source work, he has insider information. Yeah, yeah, that's his faith based teachings for the most yeah. part. So, um, and then uh, uh, Redfern's on to state the obvious. It's really weird. Usually, Redfern has a pretty interesting thing, like factual things to say. He always has like dates and numbers and mm-hmm. people and whatever. Um, you know, he's got dates. He's got their numbers with oh, people. Yeah. He's rocking. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't need no dog to lick his asshole. Um, <laughs> Can't put <I> that dog. <laughs> Can't put that dog. No, he's eating ass. Oh. <laughs> Can that dog eat my ass? Can that dog eat my ass? Can dog eat my ass? <laughs> uh, I was picturing. The same exact thing going on the bit we did, but then that kid just in the corner like, oh, can I pet that dog? <laughs> can dog eat my <laughs> Like he's in another reality. He doesn't have nothing to uh, <laughs> No, but Redfern is like, I, I didn't even write it all down because it's super long and pointless. He's like, oh, now we have to wonder if aliens are real and they're benevolent, that's pretty cool. But if they're bad... That's scary, and we've got to be prepared. I'm like, yeah, right. what? Like, yeah. good is good. If, yeah, <laughs> it's like thanks for saying good is good and bad is bad. Right, right. That might be the first time I've ever criticized Redfern. Redfern yeah, uh, who's also going to be a contact. I know. Um, he also, it's funny if you watch Dune, he seems like one of the Harkonnens, and they're these disgusting, like blood drinking radioactive. Like they live on the shitty planet and they like drink people's blood in a weird. Right, it's really right. weird. Okay. Super. They're always ha- they always they're always like fighting off like skin diseases and gross mm. stuff. Sting the singer is one of them. He's like the yeah. perfect like vision of health and he's a warrior for them. But uh, Redfern looks like he's on the verge of being one of them. Turning because they eat so much of the spice that like that stain permanently stains their yeah. lips red and Redfern always has that like rosacea looking. Right, right, right. <laughs> he's like definitely the- taking the jam route, not the bacon and <laughs> egg sandwich. He's got the Kool-Aid mouth for the yeah, most yeah, part. Yeah. But um but anyway, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. So the next episode is uh Forged by the Gods. And it looks like it's just gonna be not that you shouldn't listen to our show, but it looks yeah. like it's just gonna be uh, technology made by aliens, which is season one, episode three. Probably the <laughs> probably the subject matter of at least nine episodes of this yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. So just rebranded as different things. So yeah. hopefully there's at least one piece of tech they haven't talked about before. But from the preview of ne- of the next episode, it literally looked like they're using the footage from season four or five, where Von Daniken and Sukalos are looking at the like wedge kind of like bulldozer little shaped thing that is some from some site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's got the hole like cut in the, the stone. Yeah, and that's the thing they're upset yeah. the, the perfectly drilled hole, whatever. Right. right. Um, but it's uh, glorious. I'm hoping they have something new and better. But right. Anyway, as always, thanks for supporting us here and listening to us. Tell, Tell your, your friends, friends about, about the, the show. show. Uh, uh, probing ancient aliens um, on all your favorite podcast services. Subscribe to the show, please. Listen every week. 
Uh, uh, listen to Beer That Drunk That, our craft beer podcast that we kind of do as a bonus episode at this point, but Tiger King episode up there right now. Yes, that's also on uh, your podcast service of choice. Uh, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash aliens, where for as little as five bucks right now, you got 30, you're about to get your 35th piece of uh, full podcast content on there. Uh, we're going to be posting up Adventurous Ghost tonight on our Patreon as well, so the April episode. Um, and then, yeah, subscribe to twitch.tv slash probing ancient aliens. Uh, I was going to say, if you, if you already have Amazon Prime, link your Amazon Prime account to Twitch Prime, because Amazon owns Twitch, and, uh, and then subscribe with your Twitch Prime account. It gives us a little... Uh, cashola for free, and you just have to do it every month. You have to re-up it every month, but we would appreciate it. But uh, other than that, oh, follow us on social media at Probing Ancient Aliens on Instagram and Facebook, and then at Probing Aliens on Twitter, like our friend Rob did. Uh, Deep Space Sequence, or Deep Sequence, or whatever he said. Right. Uh, other than that, bye! Bye!